7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, it's Rain from Four Freedoms blog in well, Washington, D.C., the swamp, the beltway, the bubble, what have you. Welcome, Rain. Hello. Uh, That's all good, I got. It's it's starting out to be a good week <laughs> not to be a Trump cultist. Well, that's always for us, right? Yeah, definitely. Boy, they they, they mm. gotta be they mm. gotta be feeling a burn in a place where you need some preparation. H. Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. That between uh, all the disappointment and and the fast food, you know, it's just gonna be uh, just. Uh, loads and loads of uh, of shame and pain and uh, sharks. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa has the night off tonight. He'll be returning on Friday. But uh, in his stead, we have the dynamic duo from Port St. Lucie, Florida, the one and only Rogue DM herself, Michelle. Welcome, Michelle. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you here. And, of course, uh, now, are you in the living room, or are you in smacking distance tonight of uh, your other half miles there? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm in smacking distance, so oh, okay. we're all well, good to go. Hi, Miles. Yes, hello, and I'm letting, you know, I'm fully prepared to let Michelle and Rain just chat away the evening while you and I just sit and listen. Okay, so. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is that supposed to mean? What? It's too too late. There's there's not more uh, female uh, input. How's uh, that a bad uh, thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, do mm-hmm. I need double buzzer already? <laughs> so <laughs> All right, so all right. I tried. No, it's okay. Well, uh, the the good the good news uh, starting off right now is uh, the the severe beating you're about to receive might be covered by the Affordable Care Act uh, if needed. Uh, because it is still it's still the law of the land, uh, and uh, actually I have audio here of, uh, uh, of probably the sound Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell could be made if a camera approaches. Uh, because they are hanging their heads in shame for once again not being able to pass their health care bill because it's so god awful. And the this bit of audio today, if it doesn't make you want to. Uh, Go to a dark place. It's only 17 seconds long, and unfortunately, yes, it is the uh, the uh, P resident uh, of the White ah. House. Uh, I stole that. That is golden. Some. Yeah, it, it, thank you, thank you. It's uh, I can't take credit for it, but uh, I think a few few folks in our chat room use P resident to describe him. Uh, I think it's golden, and I want to shower you with compliments. Oh, okay, thank you. So, <laughs> uh, or maybe just a gentle misting. So, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, 
gross. An amber mist. Uh, so, <laughs> this is what this is what this is what Trump says about uh, the him not being able to uh, gut the Affordable Care Act. Well, actually, I take that back. He's going to be able to do horrible things to force the Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare, to fail. But this is what this is what he says now that the the latest failure. Has uh, uh, the Republicans again? Can they can't govern? They have the White House, the House, and the, and the Senate, and they can't fucking govern. And this is what he had two huge failures in twenty four hours. Yeah, but this That's is amazing. But this is this is what this piece of garbage says. I think we're probably in that position where we'll just let Obamacare fail. Uh, we're not going to own it. I'm not going to own it. I can tell you, the Republicans are not going to own it. We'll let Obamacare fail, and then the Democrats are going to come to us, and they're going to say, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? Or how do we come up with a new plan? Um, I think I vaguely remember a uh, tweet from Donald Trump from years ago um, where he, and it's been making the rounds uh, today, uh, that uh, he, he said that uh, Obama wasn't allowed to blame anything while it was on his, you know, while he was president. Yeah, that aged well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I can't. He also, I, I also I saw to... a tweet of his today that said, um, if, if you're responsible, you have to take responsibility. And if things go wrong, you have to take responsibility. That was a tweet of his from a couple of years ago, too. Yeah. So, you know. But, yeah, uh, that's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, this, saying, is, this this shows tweets age about as good as his wine, Ugh. and his steaks, <laughs> uh, Trump jerky. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, Michelle, this is one of those things. It's like uh, again, he can't lead and he can't take responsibility for you know failing in his campaign promises. Of course not. He's a four-year-old child in mentality for the most part. And everything he says is his own reality. And, of course, that's going to project itself on everyone else. Because he can't be responsible for it. Of course not. It makes me ill. I'm sorry. I'm I'm absolutely livid with this little child's uh, view of the world. Because he's messing us up. I find it incredibly disgusting that he is rooting for failure. Mm-hmm. We have a president who is literally rooting for failure. He is rooting to to harm American citizens. And, and that's his I, MO, though. Um, that's his he, modus he's, operandi. He's used to, he's, yeah, he's used to declaring bankruptcy. He's used to getting out of any sticky situation by just claiming that, you know, he, he doesn't pay people because he claims they did shoddy work. That right. is how he operates. Modus operandi. There you go. Uh, yeah, it is. And I just, I guess I really do. I just, we need more people out there like Susan Collins, who she's not my favorite person, Mm-mm. who says, no, this can't happen. And, and you know, the, the, the senator from West Virginia, um, yeah, both of them, actually, Joe Manchin and Susan um Collins. I can't remember her name. Oh, no, oh, Susan no. Collins is Maine. There's both of the senators. One is Democrat and one one is Dem light, and one is Republican. Both of them said no. And then you have Dean. Ha- we need more people to start standing up, not just because of this 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 wealth care bill, 
but I'm hoping that maybe they'll start to stand up and realize, hey, I might want to get elected. I might want to get reelected, and I have to stand against this. Mm. Yeah. Well, at, at least you're at least you're not down here where they're already putting in television uh, ads to try to replace our uh, Dem uh, Senator uh, Bill Nelson with Rick Scott. Yeah. Is he running for senator? He's going to. They're they're grooming him right now. They're pushing to have him go as senator. Wow. We have a two-term limit on governorship, so this is the end of his second term in 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. We have Corey Stewart that's going to run for governor here in Virginia. You all uh, remember Corey Stewart? No. He was so I, crappy. I he, got, he got kicked off the Trump campaign. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh, yes. wow. He, he got kicked off, I think, in 2016 off the Trump campaign for holding rallies that were not authorized by the campaign. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, and we'll see. We'll see if this, you know, okay. Well, I know Trump says he's not going to take. He's not going to take the fault for this. He's not. No, I'm not. I'm not going to own this. It's going to be on the shoulders of Democrats. I mean, what? Okay, I know the the uh, a large portion of the electorate in this country is stupid, but. They generally can tell you what party is in charge, especially if the person in the White House is of a certain political alignment. So there will be repercussions if he just throws his hands in the air and lets this fail. I mean, you know, Miles, am I giving too much credit to the electorate? <laughs> I, you know, uh, uh, uh the 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 voters that there's a lot of apathy and mm -hmm. until it starts hitting people in the wallets and wakes them up like uh, the great depression did and it woke them up and go holy crap we got to keep republicans out of office and they turned out to vote and right now we're at the point where their apathy's returned and the people are just like yeah whatever whatever i do doesn't matter and so yeah something's got to come and kick the teeth hit the wallet slam them in the you know pocketbook whatever it takes until they wake up you know, until that oh, pain, yeah. that level of pain becomes so intolerable that they got to stand up and take action. And by action, I mean vote. Yeah, and Rain, oh. it, it could very well be that, you know, the, the what happens to these families is they have a family member who dies in, their, in a ditch because they can't get any health care. Well, I hope it, well, you know me, I hope it doesn't have to come to that. I, I, I do. I, I think that we should take a lot of, I think. Oh, see, there we go. The dogs. Boys. I think that, that we should. Springs return. Well, we should because here's the thing: without the resistance, without people pushing back, this would have just gone through. It would have just gone through with in the House, and it would have just gone through in the Senate. And people are making their phone calls, and people are pushing back. It might not be happening the way we want it, or as fast as we want it in Washington. But the phone calls, the marches, the letters—they are making a difference. I really believe that. I really believe that this bill would have passed if it wasn't for so many people pushing back against it. So even though it's going to become zombie Trump care, I, I heard just before the show that McConnell plans on having a straight out repeal vote next week. I don't think it's going to pass. No. But it's working. It's working. We still have the ACA. And if we can keep it alive until 2018 and at least get the senate we can fix this mm -hmm. i i know i'm your pollyanna everybody 
<laughs> no, but, I, I, but I, 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 I like repealed. your confidence. It's yeah. not repealed, but, and that is a big, big takeaway. Yeah, my, my problem with it is, though, he, they are saying that they're going to repeal it, but delay it for two years. Yeah. They couldn't that even get that vote, That is scary. Though. But that's yeah. the thing. They, they can't even get that vote. No. And and why? Oh, why, why delay? You know, the thing is, and I guess maybe... Maybe Miles was right. I am going to talk. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> go for it. Come on. Um, you are rain. You are you are the goddess impersonate uh, the goddess the goddess on the show. Come on, fake your stuff. My plan is working perfectly. Prescient. The reason why they want two years is, first off, they've had seven to eight years to try to come up with the bill. They didn't. And then the other part of it is, is there's no way to extract the ACA from it. It's in there. I mean, it's it, it affects all of our economy. You can't just repeal it. It, it won't happen. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, now a different a slightly different angle on this is um, uh, there's. There's the Trump apologists. There's the blame shifters. Well, Trump, of course, himself is just no. All Democrats, all Democrats are going to take the blame. Well, even through the Republicans under the bus today, though. Yeah, but well, the, he's probably got some talking points from this place. Everybody. The problem with this program is it would be really easy to fake. All you got to do is put somebody else's DNA in your mouth. It was a really big gavel. For a moment, she sounded like she had gavel envy. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to touch that, Steve, if you don't mind. I just don't feel comfortable. The mainstream media known to make up stories about about the Department of Homeland Security, how they were doing preliminary testing on a DNA device. However, the TSA says it will not be testing this technology. We apologize for it. Chris, can you hear us? I I can hear you. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking... all of your viewers are thinking, mm-hmm. which is what a bunch of dopes. <laughs> uh, unless you're a Trump fan, uh, then you are uh, among the dopes. So on Fox and Friends, uh, when this uh, I believe this is from this morning. Um, I don't know because I didn't watch it personally. I just happened to see it on Media Matters for America. So um, but uh they're they're just like okay McConnell he's going under the bus right now, and uh, that's what they do. So second failure for Mitch McConnell. Uh, remember he had to cancel the vote in June when it was clear that he didn't have the vote. And yesterday, as a number of Republicans said, we can't go behind this. Ultimately, this is a chance for many Republicans who a year ago at the Cleveland convention said let's get a clean repeal and some sort of a replacement. This is a chance to do that. Under the the 2015 bill, which passed the House and passed the Senate, wound up on President Obama's desk, Mm -hmm. where he did not sign it, obviously. Uh, There were, I think it was 47 Republicans voted for it then, so it would be hard for them now to say, you know what, not so much, because they voted for it then. Yeah. So, um, well, I I love that. It's like second failure for Mitch McConnell. Second failure for Mitch McConnell. They don't even bring up Trump's name there. You know, the other... No. Wow. Trump has enough problems, but I'm ready to spread the blame. (laughs) The only reason why the Republicans signed on to the Obamacare repeal then was because they were only using it as a wedge issue. 
Mm-hmm. And this is something I really would like to see more Dems and Dem pundits and everybody speak out about this. They were using the ACA as a wedge issue to garner votes for the GOP. And now they now it's rubber meets road. And yeah. and it's really utterly ridiculous. They can't. Well, that, that... Miles? Yes. I, I was just going to say that's why they named it Obamacare in the first place was to make it a wedge issue. Yeah. Well, that was actually Obama's fault. Attach the name of the mm. scary black man to it. That's well, to it. But it, it was. It rains right though. It is partially Obama's fault because he 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 accepted calling it Obamacare. You know, he didn't he didn't push yeah. back, and you know, and and, and yeah, it's it's uh, basically we want to undo the scary black guy's legacy. That's what's the what's going on here. And now they don't know how to. Even be had pushed back, it, it, it would it would have only encouraged them to do it more. You know, at this point, I think this is a. And I heard Chuck Schumer say it. He said, "Now is the time for you guys to open the doors and come talk to the Dems, so we can fix this thing." And I really do think that the Democrats have a real good chance to to say, "You need to come to us if you want to get anything done. You need to come to us." We actually have the upper hand on the left. We really do. Yeah, but they, but they don't want to do that. They can't do that. It's they're Republicans. You know, they can't work with the Democrats. Mm. It's it's against it's against their basic philosophy, well, especially now that the groups have become so polarized. Well, we'll we'll see that, about. I I, I disagree a little bit here because there is a, a fair amount, and I, I have audio. Uh, I have I do have facts to back this up. I'm like her. I'm don't her have facts to back this up. Uh, but no, there's um, there's a lot of there's a lot of disgust from conservatives. I, I'll get to this audio momentarily. But Rain, uh, did you want to jump back in there? No, no, no. I'm good. I had to mute okay. because of the dogs. Oh, all right. Sorry. Well, no, that's okay. Well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit this a little bit later in the show, but um, uh, this is a, a an exceedingly long clip of Donald Trump explaining what's going on in great detail this week in Washington D.C. outside the White House and inside the White House, you know, in the Rose Garden, everywhere. Just a tremendous amount of detail as to what's going on um, this week in Washington D.C. It's made in America, right here at the White House. We have all sorts of beautiful equipment and other items on the lawn, in the Rose Garden, all over the place. Made in America, it's the best. Yeah, did you catch all those details? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He packed oh, a lot of oh, images. Yeah. Wow. He packed I, a lot of, lot, of, lot of great details in that uh, video. And uh, apparently, Made in America, apparently they don't make a lot of audio engineers in America because the mix on that was terrible. But the video went on for another 45 seconds. It's like a minute-long video. And it's like, he's, he's like, look, we've got some stuff out. It's kind of like we're having a yard sale. There's a bunch of crap <laughs> on the lawn. And you can come look at it. It's great. It's made made here in America, unlike all of my products. Um, is he wearing his Chinese-made suit? Uh, China. Uh, yeah. China. So, uh, so while that's going on, you know, he, he, there's, there's a, he, he was in the video, like, putting on a Stetson cowboy hat made just for him, and, uh, he was doing vroom vroom again in a fire truck. So it's it's really like he's a little boy in the 1950s. He wants to play with tri- fire trucks and play cowboy, you know. Uh, so, Are you serious? 
Yeah, you haven't seen the picture yeah, of him is. in the fire fire department. Oh my god! No, I didn't or, see or that the, picture. Fire, I saw a picture engine. in front of a front end loader. Yeah. No, so. no, he was in a fire truck. Was it moving? I don't uh, know. <laughs> the fr- I'm sorry, I meant the front loader. So. Um, oh. Well, Trump anyway. is a front loader. Uh, but anyway, so was so. The- del- Go ahead, Michelle. Was the Dalmatian at least peeing on his leg? Um, yeah, I don't think it was Russian, so I'm not sure. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, so, so while he was out playing with the fire truck and wearing the cowboy hat and everything, uh, other Republicans out there, Susan's listening from the other room. So every once in a while, 30 seconds later, after we say something funny, she's going to laugh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so. So uh, John Berman on CNN, uh, there was some reporting uh, from another one of his other colleagues on CNN, I forget who, but he'll mention in the clip here, about uh, how unhappy Republicans were with uh, uh, Sleazy Don this week. There's another big development overnight, distracting a little bit from Made in America Week, uh, I might say, which is that the health care bill in the Senate, the plan to repeal and replace Obamacare, collapsed. It completely imploded. It's over and done with. Now all that's being discussed is repeal only and delay. And there's a little bit of finger pointing, right? The president of the United States uh, suggested that he's blaming Democrats, but also some Republicans. And our Jeff Zeleny hearing from some senior Republicans uh, overnight saying critical of the White House, saying that the president, he was playing with a fire truck and trying on a cowboy (laughs) hat as the bill was collapsing and he had no clue. So clearly some Republicans disappointed that the president maybe didn't make a bigger effort to get something passed. (laughs) Play wearing a cowboy hat and playing with a fire truck. Yeah, other Republicans saw that. They melt. They mocked him. <laughs> that is beautiful. I mean, uh, you know, if that doesn't give you a you little know, bit of solace about what what could happen down the road, you know. But doesn't <laughs> it go to how badly the GOP governs? They don't know how to govern. They can't. Oh, yeah. They can't get a bill passed because they need an authoritarian leader who is busy playing, you know, firemen. Mm-hmm. Um. They don't know how they it really is amazing. I was talking with Joe about this this morning and, um, you know, I think it's I think it's because of the rise of the Tea Party and and a lot of it's the rise of the Tea Party and all the infighting that goes on just within that party itself. Yeah, that they have forgotten how to govern. I mean, you know, you go back during the Bush years (laughs) and you go back during the Bush years and Bush was Bush. But we still managed to to have both parties somewhat work together to get certain things done. Yes. When we talk, when you hear about divisiveness right now and the political, you know, spectrum, I I don't think that's the Dems. The Dems the Dems consistently say we will work with you if you come to the table, and they will not come to the table anymore. They want to be a one party country. And they don't know. They don't. They can't govern. They really cannot govern. It's it's astounding to me. Yeah. Compromise is a four letter word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And and now we have this. Uh, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find that that article. Uh. That it, it, it just came out that. Uh, what was it? it uh, uh. Steve Bannon just referred to Paul Ryan as being like, um, some kind of dickless oh. coward that was created in a petri lim- dish. Oh yeah! It was a limp-dicked coward who limp-dicked was created, coward. 
who was created in a Petri dish at the Heritage Foundation. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so wow. uh, I did this. I did the wrong search. I did Ban and Paul Ryan Dickless. I meant to type Limp Dick. It was. <laughs> so, so Bannon's a nice guy, huh? Yeah. Real sweetheart. Um, rootless white uh, males, pure oh, yeah. evil. Yeah, ban in 2016. Rootless white males, pure evil, and a fucking hammerhead. What the fuck? This is from Talking Points Memo. Um, he also, um, in excerpts that I've been reading about this book, when there was talk, and this is where it all came through, because I guess there was talk that Paul Ryan wanted to have a brokered convention. Yeah, and it's, a, it's saying that Bannon was panicked at the thought Paul Ryan might steal the nomination. But he also came out and said that the pay, Pedros are going to come after him. Oh, really? Which is the alt-right, the Pedros, yeah. They're going to stomp him, I think was the wording that I read. I'm going to have Pedro, pay, right, no, Pepe, not Pedro, Pepe. Oh, Pepe. And okay. green, yeah. little green frog. I'm going to have Pepe stomp him. <sighs> They're so disgusting. But, um, but uh, I, uh, oh, yeah, uh, oh, I, uh, hang on one second. I, I just have one uh, quick okay. clip I want to play for, uh, uh, oh, please be in here. Yes, uh, yes. I, I just want to play this one clip. This is for uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, here we go. Uh, How dare you, sir? You are gross. There we go. All right. What were you going to say, Michelle? Well, well what I want—I I just wanted to, to really quickly. It may be slightly off topic, but when you started the audio clip, Trump was crowing about the Made in America Day and all that. Yeah. How how long has it been since any reporter has gone into any one of the gift shops, White House gift shops, Smithsonian gift shop, National Museum gift, any of the any of the museums, and checked to see how many of those items on sale are being made in America? It's just as bad almost as Trump's and Ivan- Ivanka's merchandise. It would be interesting None to see. That. Yeah. I can look into that I have, next time I'm in D.C., actually, if you'd like. Yeah, because I have two. I have two items from Smithsonian, at least in, in, in this room alone, mm-hmm. and both of them were made in China. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the, whole, the whole Made in America thing from Trump is very, very disingenuous. Oh, yeah. I mean, aside yeah. from aside from the Ivanka thing, it's incredibly disingenuous. Well, in, you yeah, know, the it, only item- even that little presentation yeah. that he did on the White House website was... I mean, he he spoke for less than fifteen seconds on what the event was all about. He didn't care. Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah, the only yeah the only item I have that was actually made in America, or at least I was told it was made in America, is a sterling silver ring with a piece of amber in it that I got at the Museum of Natural History, and that was in one of their showcases where they have you know uh, custom custom made artist jewelry. Oh, nice. Everything nice. else, all the mass-produced stuff is made in China or Taiwan or any of those, you know, like India for some of the T-shirts. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, on, on that note, we do have to run to the break, but we're going to actually be talking about uh, more about the uh, Made in America week after the break because, again, what what kind of spokesperson do we have for that? the worst kind of spokesperson for that (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah so we're gonna go ahead and run to the break thank you again miles and michelle for sitting in for joe uh tonight that's be a lot of fun uh the rest of the program and of course rain welcome welcome and uh yeah so let's go ahead and uh hit the break we're gonna listen to truth destroyed truth not destroyed by Hairwolf. 
We'll be right back with me, Rain, Miles, and Michelle right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It really makes you feel good. Says who? America! Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagon. I am Miles Lagon. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Hebert. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And whoa, look at that. New promo there. Uh, debuting that for the first time on uh, Turn Up Tonight. And, of course, uh, featuring Michelle and Miles in South Florida. Joining us uh, tonight uh, in lieu of uh, Joe Santorsa. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Yes, it sounded very nice. Excellent. And I uh, had good, good material to work with. So uh, all I did was set it to music. And, of course... Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. 
I have never had an undisclosed meeting with the Russian except for that one time in Ocean City. Oh, yeah? No. Shoot, I don't even know if I've ever met somebody from Russia. I, I don't know. Really? I, yeah, I don't. I don't. There's think a I've, lot of yeah. people in Ocean City that I think they're either Romanian or they they sound like they're from Russia. A lot of people yeah. who work those stores there. So. Yeah, I know. Francie that, might be able to back me up. I think they. they yeah, I don't think I've ever met anybody from Russia. Yeah, they nope. do. I know a lot of like younger kids will come from that neck of the woods to work in you know resort type places in Ohio and you know uh, around the country. But um, uh, like I think Putin Bay and stuff like that. I don't know. Putin Bay. Putin Bay. Is that a joke? <laughs> it literally would spell Putin Bay if it wasn't. <laughs> it's 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 put dash in dash bay. Put in bay. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's funny. I I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, I think a lot of uh, Russian kids they do work in Putin Bay. <laughs> so, you met him on the boardwalk in Ocean. Oh, oh, I've met him in on the boardwalk in Ocean City, Maryland, too. Susan says so. Well, there you have it. Uh, but uh, I know. But yeah, wouldn't that be funny if they worked at put put in bay? <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's too funny. Yeah, um, that wouldn't be top secret enough for them to, to find cover. So, all right, uh, let's go ahead and get back to uh, Made in America Week, everybody. I'm all for this. I'm all for this because, you know, Susan and I, we buy American-made products all the time from small business owners because, you know, Susan does, like, the craft circuit and stuff like that. You know, like Michelle said, handmade jewelry and whatnot. Um, Susan makes her own uh, jewelry and and crafts and stuff and, and sells them from time to time. And, you know, um... Hey, turn up the nights, American made. We don't sell. Yeah, I, I try to do the same thing whenever I can. You know, yeah, I was you know. recently looking for some new, some new egg molds. You know, when you're making eggs, try to make yeah. them sandwich sized, and I sure. found some that were made in America, and I bought them. Well, I specifically looked for them. Yeah, and I do have a fair amount of China. Uh, well, well, a lot of things made in made in China and elsewhere in this house, uh, but. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I have a theory about this. I have a theory. Okay. I think that maybe people confused when Trump said, I want Made in America Week, it meant that he was made by the Russian mob while he was in America. Oh, you see, I, I could buy into that. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, and uh, so it, th- this, is, this is funny too because I went to that video, uh, this one here, I'll play it again. It's made in America right here at the White House. We have all sorts of beautiful equipment and other items on the lawn, in the Rose Garden, all over the place. Made in America, it's the best. Hey, Trump, fuck you. Uh, sorry, I don't know. I accidentally hit that button. Yay! Uh, <laughs> no, I Doesn't like that. that music sound like a 1980s <laughs> sitcom opening? Yeah, it, it, it kind of, especially after just hearing the Golden Girls, I was kind of, you know, thinking it was going <laughs> to. It was yes. like full house or something, but um, so I, I, I'm listening. You know, I'm I'm listening to that, and um, and and I'm not buying it, of course, because and and, and I went to so I was on the YouTube uh, thing, and yeah, I looked at the comments. Everybody, you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. YouTube comments are the fucking worst. 
They're the worst. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw Pepe, you know, the frog, you know, things every everywhere. But, you know, it, it, I, um, somebody made a comment. They're like, yeah, Trump, number one. Jesus made you president. Made in America. Great stuff. We love you. Only made in America. And then somebody else was like, where are his suits made? And somebody else commented, America. <laughs> oh, the ignorance runs deep. Uh, uh, I mean, all you had to do is be on Twitter today. All you had to do is be on Twitter and see all of, or yesterday, uh, pr- probably more yesterday uh, than today. Oh, and by the way, um, I just want to say this since uh, asshole Gorky Pig, Sebastian Gorka, was on CNN bashing them over their <laughs> ratings. I just want to say the uh, Made in America video that was released yesterday um, had uh, less than 6,000 views on it. <laughs> so, you know, the oh, White well. House, the White House YouTube channel only has three videos with over a million views. One of them's the inauguration. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, Michelle. I just had to check my swing line stapler, my wonderful swing line stapler. It's not red, it's silver. Okay. It's actually made in Mexico. It's making me cry. <laughs> Mexico's okay. We like Mexico now. Hey, I'm I'm fine with imports, but you know, I mean, yeah. it, uh, we just need fair trade, you know. And uh, <clears throat> when we get to that point, I don't know when, but uh, maybe one day we'll get to it. But uh, so so Jake Tapper, God bless his soul. Um, uh, Jake Tapper decided to take on Trump about uh, his Made in America week. And I've got it broken down into two clips, kind of long. First one's minute and a half, second one's two minutes. But we'll listen to the first one now. From the president whose theme was Make America Great Again and who brought you the modern day version of the America First slogan. Today, the White House kicked off. Made in America Week, highlighting products made in the U.S. of A, a week that requires us all to pay no attention to the label on Trump brand ties and shirts and much more. The big question, of course, looming over this entire week, do the Trumps plan to lead by example? We believe in two simple rules, buy American and hire American. It's a popular presidential promise that Donald Trump has given time and And again to a nation eager for more American jobs, especially for those in factory towns decimated by trade deals and other forces. We're going to do everything in our power to make sure that more products are stamped with those wonderful words made in the USA. But those wonderful words rarely seem to be printed on Trump products. And as the president launches Made in America Week at the White House, the big question looms. Will President Trump and his family lead by example? Here's how the White House responded to that question earlier today. There are certain supply chains or scalability that may not be available in this country. Um, I'm not going to comment on specific products, but I will tell you that uh, the overall arching goal, of course, though, is to grow manufacturing, to grow investment here in the United States. Mm. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a no. Yeah, it sounds like an absolute no. Um, so, all right, where do we begin? Go ahead, Ray. Well, he also said hire American, right? Yeah. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, the Trump Mm -hmm. officials opened the border to 15,000 more foreign workers through HB2 visas. Oh, what do you know? Yep. 
Do you think the uh, Trump cult will pay attention to that? I don't think so. So he's not even hiring America. You know, I, I know that we're talking about Made in America Week, it's but right. this this story is not getting a lot of coverage, and I really think it should. 15,000 foreign workers are now coming in to shuck clams, to do housekeeping, to probably work at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Um, he's been doing that all along. Oh, you know he hires foreigners for Mar-a-Lago. That's a, that's a fact. Oh, from, from the Washington Post article that came out yesterday, it said the increase represents a 45% bump from the number of H-2B visas normally issued for the second half of a fiscal year. 45% yeah, bump. Yes, <laughs> because the, uh, the, the, the companies are saying, well, we can't hire, there, there's nobody here will, willing to do those jobs. So we have to hire foreigners. And this, yeah, well, you know, what? Yeah, in the meantime, in the meantime, I mean, California crops are rotting because immigrants are afraid to come to work. So, I, I didn't mean to take this off. No, that's fine. Off the discussion, but, you know, when he talks about made in America, you can't make things in America if you don't figure out a way to get companies to hire Americans, which means increasing the minimum wage. Exactly. Oh, this is this is perfectly on target with what we're talking about, Ray. And I'm glad you brought it up because I hadn't heard about this. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the the Politico article right now. Yeah, it says the Department of Homeland Security will issue up to fifteen thousand visas, allowing U.S. companies to hire temporary non-agricultural workers. Um, so even non-agricultural workers? Yeah, that's 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 hospitality yep. workers. That's wow tourism you know those are jobs that even even if people who are our age might not want to work those are jobs that could actually go to teenagers for the summer yeah well you know it, it, i mean this could say something about you know well the people who voted for trump because they wanted a job and the 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 you know how you know i mean some of these people maybe they're not even qualified for it Maybe they've never Trump had it. Trump promised to give his the people who elected him to give them jobs, and they got snowed. They yeah. got snowed yes, they big did. time. I mean, you and know, this, it doesn't leads, doesn't say a lot for this administration's confidence in the electorate. And it it's leads down astounding, a whole. Go ahead, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, leads down a whole other economic. It leads down a whole other economic rabbit hole, which is about inflation and how much the price of living has increased compared to the wages. And it's just something he's not willing to uh, work on. I think I heard the dollar just dropped, too, didn't I? Uh, did you, any of you guys hear that? Yes, it dropped by 8 no. to 9%. Eight to nine percent. That's wow. Old. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's pretty neat. And that was neat. the day... I don't know if that was yesterday. Uh, I, actually, I think it well, was. Well, that does morning. help us. Well, here, here, uh, here we go. Uh, this is from CNN Money. Uh, it says U.S. Uh, dollar drops sharply after Trump calls it too strong. <laughs> yep. uh, the dollar's too strong. We need to, you know. So it says the dollar dropped zero point seven percent. Uh, a major move after Trump told the Wall Street Journal that the dollar is getting too strong. I think our dollar is getting too strong. And partially, uh, that's my fault. Because people have confidence in me, Trump said. But that's hurting. That will um, hurt, ultimately. Um, um, if I heard you right, you said the, the dollar went down 
0.7% because that's uh, a big difference than 7%. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I might have misspoken. I'm it, sorry. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 0.7, yeah, so. That's still a big deal. Yeah. That, I mean, in, it's in still my, a big deal because, yeah. you know, when we went when we went to Europe last year, the dollar was stronger, so we could buy more there. Wasn't It was pretty close to on yeah. par, but we could buy more there. And now it's... It's easier and it's better for people to travel to the United States because the dollar is not as strong than over there. But nobody wants to come to the United yeah. States now. Yeah. Mm-mm. But it, it also makes imports more expensive, so it'll uh, boost domestic production a, a tad. You know, it, it, it does. It's a slight push. It's not significant, but it's slight. Let's check on the ruble, everyone. See how well it's doing. <laughs> um well one dollar one dollar yeah, can one dollar can buy you fifty nine point twelve Russian rubles, just so you know at this moment. Go ahead, Michelle. Well, if 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 what is being alluded to is true, if if it's a non agricultural visa, that means it can it, it can encompass just about anything. And mm-hmm. Ken says that might even be software developers, engineers, and doctors. I thought those were HB. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that those the doctors and the engineers were HB one visas. Yeah, but it might include somebody lower than that. You know, even software engineers can still be underneath that. But the bottom line is that yeah, yeah, they're they're we, farming out our our jobs. He's exploiting people. And I know these well, visas work, and I, you know, I know that these the HB ones and the HB twos and all these visas have always been controversial. I think for both the left and the right, I I believe that. But yeah, that's Miss Brew Brew. I heard it. Um, put it. That was Bruiser. Nice. She's getting a break from the beasts. <laughs> um, yeah, Cat says they can be used for that, so they can be even okay. used for doctors. But the bottom line is that putting putting aside the controversies about that, when when we hear make it in America and hire in America, he is directly not even trying to keep his campaign promises. Yeah, he's not even telling the truth, and is that well, a surprise? He, he still needs to that. be called. He still needs to be called out on it. I I believe that, and I will believe that until the day he's finally taken out of office. And we we will do that. Certain uh, progressive stations will do that, but how far do those progressive stations reach? I mean, the mainstream media is not going to do it. Well, you look at Jake Tapper. Which, oh, yeah. the, cor- the corp. A lot of the corporate won't. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's dripping. I, I I I'm just I have to believe. I have to believe. I mean, when Kenny plays clips like that from Jake Tapper. People are listening to that. Mm-hmm. People are leaving Fox and they're moving over to CNN. They really are, and that's a big. That's why. That's why the Trump administration attacks CNN so much. It's one of the many reasons. They're mad. Uh, oh, just so you know, uh, of the participating countries uh, in the HB H two B program is uh, uh, Russia's not on the list. Everybody, so sigh of relief there. Yeah. So yet. Uh, yet yet. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, you ready for the uh, part two of Jake Tapper, uh, his little takedown of uh, Trump's Made in America? 
Oh, please. Why, yes. All right. Shirts, shoes, handbags, neckties with the Trump family name have often been manufactured in countries such as Bangladesh, Indonesia, China, where labor costs are much cheaper. Something the businessman tried to explain to me in 2015 when I confronted him on where my Trump tie had been made. My ties many times are made in China. Not all of them, by the way, but a lot of them are made in China because they've manipulated their currency to such a point that it's impossible for our companies to compete. When it comes to outsourcing jobs, which is what this tie would, would be a representative issue of, uh, one of the issues is that the people in China, the laborers, are paid a lot less and the standards are worse when it comes to the environment and health care and, and uh, worker safety. Many problems. I agree with it. Isn't that what... But, what do you say when somebody says, well, why don't, you, get them. why don't you be a leader and make these in Philadelphia? I'd be willing to pay more for this tie. You would, and unfortunately, you would see that it's very, very hard to have anything in apparel made in this country. Oh. But good news, Mr. President. Here's your press secretary in April of this year talking about China. They aren't, since he's been in office, manipulating their currency. So now could be a good time to lead on this issue. The truth is the Trumps are far from alone. 97% of apparel sold in the United States is made in other countries. But some businesses do manage to make their products in America. 50 such companies showed off their goods to the president today. Hopefully he will also learn from those 50 makers and see how they are making it in America. And, and perhaps he can ask them how they're doing it so that he can give it a try. Ivanka Trump's fashion line has long worked with manufacturers in China. President Trump's daughter took a leave of absence from her company in January, but still retains an ownership stake. The company declined to comment for this story. The contrast in messaging is not lost on critics, who are tagging the president and his family on social media, posting photos of Donald and Ivanka Trump brand merchandise purported to be made elsewhere. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to give Jake Tapper a little amen for that. <laughs> amen! So. Amen! And, you know, uh, it's... And that whole bullshit line in 2015 it's it's really hard it's really hard to make you know clothing in this country it's really hard you're really rich at least I, you I claim to be really rich i Ugh. did a google search do yeah. a google search go least, do a google search at least five i found at least five companies in america that make ties in america yeah <laughs> yeah well, and let's that's call on it, the first page. Let's call it for what it is. When he says it's really hard to make things in America, what he's trying to say is, I can't get away with slave labor here in America. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. I, it, I can't make money to put golden toilets in my penthouses, so I'm not going to do it. That's what really hard I cannot hard make is. my ties for a buck and then sell them over here for $60. That's I mean, do you guys all remember that famous, uh, is the clip out there when David Letterman talked to him directly about his ties and his shirt mm -hmm. on his show? And he was like, look at this. It's made in Bangladesh. And Trump was like, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, he's a hypocrite. And I, I think I think above all, it's and I, I will always say this. It's the hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. He's the not just a hypocrite. He's a flat out liar. Yeah. Um, the hypocrisy is huge, though. That's that's a yeah. big. That's that's what gets me too. What yeah. he needs to say is, I can make my ties over in America, but I won't make as much profit if I do so. Yeah. Then so, he'll be telling the truth. 
Yes, and uh, we, we'll have to uh, play this from Bobby Briggs. Huh? Damn hypocrites make me sick! There we go. Uh, but, you know, in, in what I find here is really laughable is, you know, of course, Trump claimed that China wasn't dev devaluing or manipulating its currency uh, since he took office. Well, that's what Spicer said. But this CNN Money article is saying... I think our dollar is too strong. Uh, well, no, he says, um, oh, yeah, yeah, he said, uh, um, where is it? He said, it's hard to compete. Again, it's very, very hard to compete. Just like it's very, very hard to make ties in America. When you have a strong dollar and other countries are devaluing their currency, Trump said. And, uh, of course, it says, so So that, that kind of comes full circle there. You know, it's, you know, what what he said is, we can't make in America because countries are de devaluing their currency, but it's good that we devalue our currency, and one day it'll be low enough that we can make ties here. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. I, you know, keep in mind that after he got elected, and right after he got all of his um, trademarks from China, I think it was the next day he said, "No, China is not manipulating the currency." Oh no, of course not. They're they're it's just peaches and cream now. You know, so he what got what he wanted. Yeah, there's so many coincidences. Yeah, <laughs> there really is. Um, so, um, Annie, uh, go ahead, Miles. Now, as I say, anytime you press him on an issue, he's just going to change the topic. I mean, this is a really nice fire truck, but now I want a choo choo. Yeah, really. So, uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and uh, go to the break. And when we come back, um, we're going to we're going to discuss the eighth man. We know the Sounds identity like the of the eighth man. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, we might talk about. Uh, I, I I've got some uh, really great uh, Keith Olbermann audio. I don't know if I'll play it next segment or save it towards the end. Um, I do know we have, um, uh, we, we have, a, I, I received a Mad Lib from Tim Carmel, uh, but I'm going to, I think it, it, just for the sake of time and the uh, amount of access I have to be being able to print out documents, I'm going to save that uh, for Fridays. So we'll do listener Mad Libs on Fridays. We'll just do regular Mad Libs on Tuesdays. So, and of course, I want printouts after I butchered Michelle's the other day, so I felt really bad. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was just. I'm sorry. I'm not it's okay to about that. Michelle yeah. said no. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so we'll do listener Mad Libs on Fridays. Thank you, Tim, for sending that. If you're listening, I'll I'll make a mention of it when uh, we do name calling and stuff. And of course, I was on the Tim Coromel show with uh, Adam Hebert and Joe and Tim and Seth. Uh, on Sunday, so that was a lot of fun. You should check that out. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about the big Trump-Russia collusion meeting and the eighth man, the eighth man, and talk about all of those adoption experts that seem to be there. That was sarcasm. Um, anyway, we're going to run to the break. We'll be right back with more right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear.
This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. How dare you, sir. You are gross. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easy idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Rain. Hello. And uh, of course, it's still uh, swampy. It, yeah, it's a little swampy, and uh, uh, <laughs> there might be some swampy area, area uh, of course, uh, different than uh, what you're used to. But down in uh, Florida, Port St. Lucie, uh, we have uh, Michelle, the Rogue DM, sitting in. Uh, thanks for filling in for Joe Santorsa tonight. Hello, hello, hello. And the one and only uh, Galaxy Master uh, Miles Lagan in Port St. Lucie. Welcome back, sir. Yes, greetings. How is uh the, you got any go- cool laser sword stories? <laughs> yeah, uh not yet. <laughs> All right. Uh I'm, so and uh, that, that once we get rolling but you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome back, uh, everybody. And we are, of course, uh, I did not mention it, um, uh, but we will be doing uh, reverse calling uh, tonight. And I, I think we should probably get try and get Francie on since she was at Rain's party. I know she was on last week, but it would be nice to get her on to uh, uh, recap a little bit of the party because uh, we don't have a ton of ton of news. I mean, there's a ton of news, but I'm choosing not to do a ton of news on the show tonight. So, Francie, just let us know. sure Francie remembers more than me. Well, that could be interesting. <laughs> that, could be, that could be news here on the program. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Lots of detail. Yeah, so uh, anyway, let's go ahead and um, uh, let, let's do the Olbermann stuff now, because I'm afraid we, we might not have time to get to it if we, if we hold it off till later. So uh, Keith Olbermann um, has, uh, of course, been fighting the good fight. 
uh, for quite some time. And he has been calling out Donald Jr. and the rest of the cabal uh, for this, uh, this Russian meeting. You know, the one where it was all about adoption, but it doesn't seem like anybody who knew anything about adoption was actually present. Like, especially now, the eighth man. And, uh, Unless the, the, you're talking <laughs> about ad- adopting the Russian policies. Yeah. Uh, or just, you know, adopting just any kind of crooked sleaziness. Um, and uh, the, the, But the eighth guy, it turns out his name is, uh, what, it's Ike? I like Ike. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying That's to. One of his names. Oh, he has multiple names. Yes, he does. I don't have it in front of me, but he goes by about seven or eight different aliases. Is that the? Uh, I'm just wondering is is oh, he the wow. is he the one who? Uh, um, uh, no red flags there. Yeah. No. Is, 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 is that is Ike the name he uses when he launders money uh, uh, with Citibank? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, Who knows? so this guy's suspected of money, money laundering. John Miller. Yeah. So, uh, but this, uh, uh, l- let me see. I, I can find the article real quick because I, I do know I, uh, I shared that earlier. Yeah. So let me see. I think this one's in. Um, yes, Don. This is from uh, Slate uh, by Ben Mathis Lilly. Donald Trump Jr. meeting also included accused money launderer who was born in the Soviet Union. Get out of town. And yeah, um, when that story first broke, Ken, they said mm-hmm. that he was an American. That changed like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit in the article. This guy, well, let, let me see. This guy's name, uh, at least one of his names, um, is, uh, where the hell is it? Ike, uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, Irakli, a.k.a. Ike. Uh, Cavaladzi. <laughs> I don't know. You I'll share. Keep that. up with all these names. I know this is horrible. This is just horrible. This is what, how the Russians can get away because everybody forgets their get away with so much because everybody forgets their fucking crazy names. Um, yes. And uh, so let me jump ahead. It says here's a two thousand a, a two thousand New York Times report headline laundering money seen as easy about a report by Congressional uh, General Accounting Office that involved. Irakli Kavaladze. A congressional inquiry has found that it was relatively easy for foreigners to hide their identities and form shell companies here that can launder money through American banks. In a nine-month inquiry that subpoenaed bank records that investigators found uh, that an unknown uh, number of Russians and other East Europeans moved more than $1.4 billion through accounts at Citibank of New York and the Commercial Bank of San Francisco. The accounts had uh, been opened by Arakli Kavaladze, who immigrated to the United States uh, from Russia in 1991, according to Citibank and Mr. Kavaladze. Um, he, he denied at the time uh, that he was involved in any illegal activity. And, of course, you have to believe him, right? Uh <laughs> It's not clear whether the GAO investigation led to any cases against the uh, Cavaladze in criminal or civil court. So, um, and I shared that uh, link uh, from Slate from the blogs. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, again, this meeting of all about adoption. Funny how 
nobody really seemed to be there about adoptions. Yeah, it was a lot of real no. estate. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of financial stuff, a lot of real estate. You know. Now I want to share something from from his bio from the Crocus Group. Yep. His bio here it is from Ike Cavalazzi. In addition, this is the exact wording. This is amazing, and this is before we found out that <clears throat> he was known as a launderer. When I read this, I immediately thought. In addition to maintaining responsibility for the company's regional development and tax planning, he assists in its investment structuring and is an important part of the channeling of its foreign investments. Hmm. The channeling of its foreign investments. Sounds like rich craft. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just say, ah, yes. Here is, is my laundromat. Yes, that's, this that's, is not money. This is sweaters. Please yes. dry clean, make clean, deliver. It's a little little greenback magic, richcraft. Um, yeah, interesting. So, all right, uh, are, are are you ready to for uh, us to get to the Olbermann stuff? Yes. All right. Uh, are you yes. guys? I think everybody. You make on me board. happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So here's part one, um, and uh, I, I'll try and get through the whole video in this segment, but we'll see. Events force me to conclude there is already enough about the Trump campaign's June 9th, 2016 meeting with the Russians that is publicly known, admitted to, and or reported to justify the arrest of Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, and Paul Manafort today, and to justify the impeachment conviction and removal of Donald Trump as president tomorrow. And Trump has now jumped on this bandwagon, beginning to rationalize that conspiring with an enemy nation is just politics, while one of his own lawyers has inadvertently opened the door to the prospect that Trump may have been directly involved with that meeting or even have attended it. Per the email chain released by Trump Jr., the man setting up the meeting specifically states that the Russians, quote, offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary, and that it is, quote, part of Russia and its government's support for Mr. Trump. Trump Jr. arranged a meeting at which he agreed to receive what he believed was official Russian government information and support for the Trump campaign. The June 9th meeting was, as far as the Trump campaign knew, a meeting with an emissary of the Russian government. Per Federal Election Commission filings, the president's campaign paid $50,000 to one of Trump Jr.'s attorneys two weeks before the Veselnitskaya story broke. This would be legal if and only if the attorney was working on campaign matters. By all accounts, the June 9th meeting to conspire with Russian emissaries was a Trump campaign meeting. Sure was. Oh! Yeah. So, oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Olverman's got some some pretty 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 good takedown in this, and it, I have it broken down into six parts. Hopefully, we'll be able to get through uh, all of many any comments on part one before I get to the next one. Squeak. I I have a question. Maybe people out in the chat room can help me. When when this story first broke, Bob actually told me that he read. And he can't find the link now, and I kind of forgot to look into it. But when that money was taken, before we all found out about the meeting, mm-hmm. he, he, he said that he read that it was taken from Trump's 2020 campaign. Yeah. 
not not his original campaign. So I, I'd like to know if somebody can back me up on this because that is very suspicious to me. Everything's suspicious about these freaks. Well, um, that's true. That is true. But, you know, I mean, I can also... Because what, what Oberman said there was if it was taken out of the campaign funds, then this was a campaign meeting. That yes. is legit. Oh, but absolutely. if it was taken out of the 2020 campaign funds, now we're entering... I don't know, maybe a slush fund of campaign money. Because mm. he, you know, his rallies are all campaign rallies, right? Yeah. They're all for the 2020 yeah. run that he thinks he's going to have. So why is he taking money out for 2020 to pay his son for something that happened during his 2016 campaign? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm hoping this this kind of stuff takes him down. By the way, everybody, Susan just came in here with the, our bottle of champagne that's been in the fridge for a while. After hearing Olbermann say he believes that Trump is impeachable, don't everybody don't get your hopes up too much because Olbermann has more to say on the matter. And by the end, he's not he's he's uh, he's saying he still believes that, but the bittersweet reality. Yeah, of but it impeachment. Is, yeah, impeachment's hard to do. Yeah, it is very hard to do. Yeah. So this is this is Olbermann's opinion piece, and and you know and and within this opinion piece though there are some several very unfortunate damning facts, um, and uh, quote unquote coincidences. So you know again this is just continuing that shit ball rolling and getting bigger and bigger. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, get to part two of this. Per the email timeline, Trump Jr. confirmed the meeting on June 7, 2016 at 6.14 p.m. Eastern Time. Two hours and 59 minutes later, Trump himself apparently surprised his own staff by announcing during a speech that he would give another speech the following week, revealing how Clinton's, quote, corrupt dealings gave, quote, favorable treatment to other governments, including, quote, the Russians. If Trump did not know on June 7th of his son's planned meeting with the Russian go-betweens, on June 9th, his sudden announcement bordered on clairvoyance. Per the New York Times, and not directly denied by the White House, Trump Jr.'s initial false statement dismissing the conspiracy as a meeting about adoptions was drafted aboard Air Force One by presidential advisors and signed off on by Trump himself. The July 8, 2017 statement covering up the truth of the Russian conspiracy was a White House cover-up. Uh, yeah. Oh. Boom. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> so, again. That's it. I mean, they drafted oh. the statement without knowing. <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. No, but again, you know, no. I mean. This is, uh, you know, this is just the the laying out of uh, some a very unfortunate timeline that uh, could very well affect um, sleazy Don and his family in his in his cult. Uh, you know, you know the thing I think is, is that you yeah. don't you don't put out a statement trying to cover up something without knowing all the facts because, yeah. as we know, after after the White House put that statement out. It went from four people to five to six to yeah. seven and to eight. After yeah. I think I thought I think it even started out as three. I think it was uh, originally Kushner wasn't even mentioned being there. But you're probably right. You're probably right. Was, that whole story broke so fast. It was Don Jr., Manafort, and the and the attorney. 
It's like a silent but deadly fart. It broke then, fast and it smelt quick. And, and this is one thing I hope everybody uh, is talking about down the road is something that we talked about on the show. I, I've never heard anybody mention it anywhere, but apparently there was a translator there or an interpreter. Every single person here spoke English. Who was the interpreter yes. for? Isn't that weird? Isn't that interesting? Somebody had a phone open or something. That's what they're speculating. That was yeah. Manafort. I believe that was Manafort. He was the one that was on the phone the whole time. And a couple of days after that, when Trump was talking about it, it was just a couple of people in the room and somebody was just on the phone. It was at that point when I realized Trump was probably listening in on that phone call through Manafort. Could I believe that. I will put a tinfoil hat on. I, I dig it. All right, let's get to part three. I got uh, uh, four more parts of this, and they're all uh, relatively short. Per the Trump attorney, Jay Sekulow, the appropriateness of the June 9th meeting and those who attended it was reviewed by the Secret Service. Quote, if this was nefarious, why did the Secret Service allow these people in? The president had Secret Service protection at that point, unquote. He did indeed. However, Trump Jr. did not. As of June 9, 2016, participants in meetings, even meetings involving Trump family members, would not have been vetted by the Secret Service. The only reason the Secret Service would or should have vetted a meeting on June 9, 2016, was if Donald Trump himself was directly and personally affected by that meeting, or if Donald Trump himself knew about that meeting, or if Donald Trump himself had asked them to vet the people at that meeting, or if Donald Trump himself had personally attended that meeting. Yeah, and that Hell to me, yes. yeah, and I'm I'm saying that I personally believe because of what happened with with Trump mentioning at that the rain you rightly pointed out with Trump mentioning the uh, the big reveal he was going to have on on some dirt on Clinton, you know, days after the me- or uh, no, a couple days before the meeting was to take place. Um, I think that he was on the phone. I, I think that he was on a, a conference call with everybody in the room. Yeah, and, and he knew the thing about is, it. is that he he never had he never had that big reveal. No, Trump he never, never did. had here's, the big reveal the, about Clinton. Yeah. I, my, my, I happen to work in the communications industry, and the uh, here's the thing: uh, if Trump was on one of those phones there's a record of it and all you got to do is subpoena the manafort's phone records i'm They're pretty there. sure that i'm pretty sure that muller already did that don't you think so miles oh <laughs> now muller being competent if he didn't so yeah the records are there it I mean, and, just takes and, a little bit of digging and 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 the fact that you brought that up and i think that's exactly why today muller told feinstein yeah manafort and and Trump Jr. and Kushner, they can all testify in public to the Senate. Oh, I happy like days. that. Oh, I yeah. I think that Mueller has all of it. Yes, in public. Yes, you in didn't public. hear about this. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, he I got that they article. They can all testify to the Senate in public. Yeah, I got the article right. That means under oath. Yeah. Uh, the the. Well, it says here, uh, uh, Reuters, uh, this is the article Rain shared from today. Uh, Mueller says Trump Jr. Manafort can testify in Senate uh, to Feinstein. Um, and, uh, yeah, it says, uh, it d- does not mention 
It doesn't mention Kush. Why it do doesn't mention Kush the Kush. Okay. But sure. uh, you know what? You know why Peter uh, or Peter Kushner, <laughs> Peter Cushing, <laughs> Jared Kushner doesn't want to testify in public. Well, Time to change. his voice—he doesn't really have the voice for it. Um, you so, are denigrating Grandma Tarkin. I know. I—I I don't know why. I, you know, I—I I, my apologize. Uh, my apologies uh, for that. Um, uh, so, all right, let's get to. Give let's me get more. To, give me more. Yeah, part three. One of the president's own attorneys has now opened up the possibility that Trump himself attended the conspiracy meeting with Trump Jr., Manafort, Kushner, and the Russians, or at minimum, has raised the question of how else Trump might have been directly involved or affected by the meeting and the seemingly treacherous business conducted at it. The June 9, 2016 meeting directly involved Trump's son, Trump's son-in-law, and Trump's soon-to-be campaign chairman believing they would be receiving dirt on their opponent from the Russian government via middlemen. And Trump's own lawyer now raises the possibility Trump himself was somehow directly and immediately involved enough that if it were nefarious, the Secret Service would have prevented the meeting. Donald Trump's conduct relative to the June 9, 2016 meeting before the election thus may include crimes of conspiracy and effectual, if not legally literal, espionage and disloyalty to the United States of America. Donald Trump's conduct relative to the June 9, 2016 meeting after the election, specifically the production of Trump Jr.'s false statement by White House staff on July 8, 2017, that may constitute obstruction of justice. Amen. 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 Uh, and um, I want him back on the air, damn it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, things keep going the way they're going. Um, you know, I'd like to see CNN offer him a contract. Really? I would really love to see. Hell that. yeah, get the ratings, baby! I'd like, yeah. I'd sign up. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we, we have two more parts to this, and uh, and I do need to read this uh, uh, very important uh, comment from Lee again. Uh, it says Trump probably used one of son Eric's CNC phones. Uh, I believe he did. <laughs> All all right uh so uh, are we ready to 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 uh soldier on and get to the last two before the green news report soldier sir trump jr yes. kushner manafort perhaps the russians perhaps others should be arrested today they will not be donald trump should be impeached tomorrow he will not be but that this endgame is approaching inevitably can be discerned not just by the guilty actions of Trump and his son and the others, but by the suddenly shifting defenses from Trump apologists who still place party and power ahead of country. Fox News and the right-wing media had begun to float the collusion is not really a crime defense yep. from host Greg Jarrett as early as the 23rd of May. Sean Hannity tried it on June 23rd, Britt Hume on June 25th, Janine Pirro July 15th, and finally, Trump himself on July 17th. <laughs> Most politicians would have gone to a meeting like the one Don Jr. attended in order to get info on an opponent. That's politics. <clears throat> on July 16th had come Trump attorney Sekulow's dubious, damning defense that the Secret Service would have stopped a conspiratorial meeting with the Russians, even though the only person in the building then under Secret Service protection was Donald Trump himself. All right. So this is this is really important stuff. We're, we're not going to have time to play the, the last one before. I might save it and play it for Francie when she's on. But this kind of completes the thought on this is 
Seculo said the Secret Service never would have allowed this to happen. But mm-hmm. why would it? You know, why would the Secret Service? They, you know, uh, only Trump was getting Secret Service protection at that point. Um, then before that, what I think is really important is something that we mentioned uh, on the show last uh, was last week or oh God again. Every yeah, every week's it, a day. It, it had to have been last Friday. Or that every we, days a that, week. I'm sladexic. Yeah, it had to. It had to have been last Friday. But Rain in there, uh, he mentioned something that uh, we brought up repeatedly, and I had a brain fart and I forgot what it was. But it was towards the end. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, I'm having a brain fart too. Oh man. I, I will. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I marinate in this stuff so much. I'm, yeah, yeah. I. But uh, when no, we come I'm, back from the break, though. Go ahead. At a certain point, I, I need to present a theory. I have a really big theory that might be. Yeah. Okay. And it goes. It goes in with what Sekolo was saying. It goes right to what Sekolo was saying about the Secret Service mm. and all that other stuff. It's it, one more thing I want to say. Sure. And I'm reminded of this by my husband, who is not a lawyer, but works for them. Yes. Sekolo is not required to tell the truth on TV. He's only required to tell the truth in a courtroom. Hang on one second. I'm going to turn this clip up real quick because I think we're at the point where I might remember what he was talking about. On July 17th. Most politicians would have gone to Uh, a meeting like the one Don Jr. attended in order to get info on an opponent. That's politics. On July 16th had come Trump attorney Sekulow's dubious, damning defense that the Secret Service would have stopped a conspiracy. No, no, no. Okay, let me see if it's at the beginning real quick. This is going to drive me crazy if I can't remember it. Kushner, Manafort, perhaps the Russians, perhaps others should be arrested today. They will not be. Donald Trump should be impeached tomorrow. He will not be. But that this endgame is approaching inevitably can be discerned, not just by the guilty actions of Trump and his son and the others, but by the suddenly shifting defenses from Trump. Oh, apolog- yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. The, the shifting defenses, what we said uh, last week. You know, no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. Well, what, is collusion really a crime? Exactly. You know? You know, so so that's these are people acting guilty. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my apologies. And yes, aha, uh, ha. I'm. Uh, who said that? Who said that? Scooter can said Kenny caught what McCain had. Not funny. My brain is just full because <laughs> this is just it's it's uh, too much. It's, it's, too every, much. it's overloading you. It is every day is a week. Yeah, but uh, but. Um, and I want to say I do want to wish Mr. McCain. I, I was just going to say this a healthy thing. recovery. I was just going to say, yeah, wanna, say the same thing because, honest to God, I mean he's one of the few players that actually has a little bit of power over this uh, the, this Jagov uh, administration. So, um, but Even anywho, with crusty voice. Yeah. Any yeah, it's it's crusty. All right. So speaking of crusty voices, Doctor, what are you moaning about, you big dummy? So he's just crying in the hallway. So all oh, right. Oh no. We got to run to the break. Francie is going to be on reverse calling with us tonight. We're going to get to uh, name calling, and um, uh, if you have any birthdays, let us know. 
Uh, but uh, in the interim, we'll be right back right after Brad and Desi. Hey, look, it's a John McCain drop. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. It's Tuesday, July 18, 2017. This happened so quickly, uh, the crews um, had no opportunity really to fight the fire. Raging wildfires in British Columbia forced nearly 40,000 to evacuate. Trump administration reduces royalty payments on offshore drilling. Energy Department's electric grid study contradicts claims by the energy secretary. Plus, clean air, clean water, clean soil, that's where we get our food. It is what we live from. Catholic nuns build outdoor chapel to block natural gas pipeline. They're having none of it. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We have nearly 100 years worth of natural gas and more than 250 years worth of clean beautiful coal and several million years of actually clean actually beautiful sunshine which you would know mr president if you looked up every now and again from your meetings with the fossil fuel industry this is your green news report Okay, Desi Doyen, I don't know that this could possibly be a good omen, but I see that Tropical Storm Don is now forming in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yes, it is. That can't be good. The National Hurricane Center announced Monday that Tropical Storm Don has formed in the Atlantic Ocean. It's not Donald, but Don. Hurricane names for the 2017 season were set way back in 2006, so it's only a coincidence that the name is similar to the current occupant of the White House. That won't keep him from going after the National Weather Service, however, if Tropical Storm Don becomes Hurricane Don and wipes out the east coast well that seems unlikely the hurricane center says so far tropical storm dawn is small and not particularly well organized <laughs> they didn't really say that did they yes they did oh man what else do you have for us today that is less ironic in canada all gone yeah it's all gone eh? Just one year after catastrophic wildfires destroyed much of the town of Fort McMurray in Alberta's Tar Sands region, now next door in British Columbia, more than 36,000 people were evacuated on Sunday to escape wildfires driven by heat and high winds that have already destroyed an as-yet-unknown number of homes in and around southern British Columbia. There are now 160 active wildfires in British Columbia alone right now, and wildfires over in Alberta have closed parts of Banff and Kootenay National Parks. Officials are warning it's shaping up to be yet another record wildfire season. And yet they continue to dig that dirty tar sands oil out of Alberta? Yes, they do. And it will soon be heading to the U.S. via the Keystone XL pipeline? Yes, it will. Fantastic. Bloomberg News has obtained a leaked draft of an electric grid reliability study that concludes that the rise of renewable energy does not undermine the reliability of our electric grid. It directly contradicts Energy Secretary Rick Perry, who ordered this study to question whether clean energy policies are unfairly pushing out polluting coal plants. The draft, written by Department of Energy staff concludes renewables pose no threat and, quote, the power system is even more reliable today. The question now is how much of that draft will survive changes made by political appointees. They can still change it before it gets released, but 
Thanks to Bloomberg, we now know what the actual scientists think. The Interior Department announced its first offshore oil and gas lease sale, opening up more than 70 million acres in the Gulf of Mexico for offshore drilling. And to sweeten the deal, the Trump administration reduced royalty rates paid by oil and gas companies for fossil fuels extracted from the public's holdings, claiming that reduced royalty rates are needed to encourage drilling at a time of low oil prices <laughs> and help developers get a better return on their investment. And help screw up. Over the American taxpayer. But some good news. In the House of Representatives, 46 Republicans bucked their leadership last week and joined with Democrats to defeat an anti-science amendment to the annual defense authorization bill. It would have barred the Defense Department from reporting on the impacts of climate change on military facilities. So that is not barred. The military can still report on the menace of the climate crisis. Indeed. Good. Thanks to Republicans. Thank you, Republicans. Finally, in Pennsylvania, an order of Catholic nuns has built an outdoor chapel to block a natural gas pipeline across their land, saying the pipeline is a violation of their long and deeply held religious beliefs and reverence for creation. Pipeline company Williams is suing to use eminent domain to seize land owned by the Sisters of the Adorers of the Blood of Christ to use for the Atlantic Sunrise Pipeline in order to export fracked natural gas overseas. In an interview with the broadcast, local Mennonite pastor Melinda Clatterbuck, a co-founder of the group Lancaster Against Pipelines, which has joined the nuns, said they will block them as long as they can. If they gain that land possession, the community of believers are going to be in that chapel prayerfully protesting when Williams tries to take it over. You go, ladies. I want to see the Trump administration take down those nuns in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace out in my mind This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Is it possible that there was a civilization on Mars thousands of years ago? Oh, there's a little bit of a teaser, everybody. I'm not going to tell you who asked that question, but all will be revealed in uh, the final segment of the program tonight. But, of course, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, Miles and Michelle uh, both joining us uh, from Port St. Lucie, Florida, of course. I love saying this. Um, It was the former home of James Buchanan, not the president, but my grandfather on my mom's side of the family. Uh, it's a pleasure to have both of you on here filling in for Joe Santoris tonight. Welcome back. And thank you. Our pleasure, too. Hello, hello, hello. I'll see if I can get the address, uh, if Mom still has his old address, and you guys can go stock it, stock the house. <laughs> oh, I'll take a picture of it for you. 
Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, so, and uh, of course, uh, also joining us on the program. Well, ladies and germs, she has a jingle, and she's usually our girl Friday, but she's also going to be our girl Tuesday as well. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? source of energy known to womankind all right let's get straight to the biscuits you got any biscuits for sale in there mm. <laughs> <laughs> reckon you might make some biscuits biscuit <laughs> so tonight with our hot buttery biscuits and our hot biscuit. gravy <laughs> tonight we have <laughs> we have mr adam hebert we have balua we have Bobber DC, who, by the way, I I know I'm breaking news here. He he just he just gave me a taste of his porter, his hazelnut porter. Oh my! It's it's a heaven, and I want to put a scoop of ice cream in it. <laughs> I'm so and jealous. Have, I'm not kidding, and have a beer float. It's delicious. That could be fun. So, um, so yeah, Bobber DC. We have Broke Hammer. We have Caitlin Chris. We have Clinster. We have Psy Guy. We have Francie, we have Jay Colley, we have Kat, we have Kenny Pick, we have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. We have Lee again, we have Living on Long Island, we have Michelle in South Florida, we have Miles in South Florida, Port St. Lucie, I hear. Yeah. Um, we have Nova Moonlight, we have Peter in San Francisco, we have Presnet, we have myself, we have Rocky Mountain Mike, we have Scoopster in Rhode Island, Scooter Cans, Theo, Tim Coromel, and Trojan Rabbit. We have 29 people here tonight. Has anybody heard from Snork? Awesome. Has anybody heard from Snork Snork lately? I haven't. Yeah, I got I got I got to bug uh, Mitch, our good friend Mitch Snorky. Uh, and I think earlier we had cool black dude. We had Joey. Joey yes, was here earlier. He was. He was. So, uh, and thank you all. Any, any birthdays that anybody saw um, or know knows Francie about? Francie said Francie said she had a birthday but I missed it. Well, we're going to get her on here momentarily, so we'll just do it when she's there you on. Go. If anybody else has any they want to pitch into the fray, uh, they are more than welcome no, to do no, so. I just want to tell Tim Coromel, don't judge the ice cream and beer until you've had it, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was a judger at first, too. I was. I was. I'm a big I'm fan of, over. I'm a big fan of Coors Light and Banana Froyo. I mean, that's delicious. Are you really? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> okay, god damn it. <laughs> I'm so gullible. No, but if you get a nice rich porter or a really nice like milk stout. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to win you all over. Real, if it's really rich and really, uh, it, it's got that chocolate or that uh, at least that coffee aftertaste. You could put ice cream in it, or a really nice cream. I've actually seen, heard some cream-based uh, beer ice creams that are really mm. nice. I've had that them; they're delicious. Actually, There's I like Sweet Baby Jesus, which is a peanut butter stout. Oh, you put that with you put that with with a nice good scoop oh. of Breyers ice cream. I'm well, telling you, actually, I, I promise I, you, a little oh, sweet baby. Yeah, I, the Jesus, I, the Sweet Baby Jesus one is a favorite of mine. I lied. I like banana fro-yo with uh, Heineken, actually. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken? <laughs> Fuck that shit! <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon! 
That's right. So Heineken <laughs> uh, is evil. Pistachio, <laughs> pistachio ice cream with Pabst Blue Ribbon. Um, so <laughs> ew. <laughs> Orange sherbet <laughs> uh, with PBR. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Now, now a lemon sherbet with a very nice summer shandy would be great. We call exactly. it sure. We call it sure PBR Bert. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you're just messing with my head, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Uh, it, it, um, uh, it's not going to let me add Francie to the call as uh, as we have uh, found out. So uh, I need to go ahead and uh, ditch out of this call with you guys momentarily. Get Francie back okay. on it, and Thank I will you. add you in. So hang tight. Get everybody right back with us here on the program and uh, get Francie here. Uh, and uh, then we got to do another thing, which I will go silent. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so here we go. We're getting Francie on, and this is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, she should be there uh, momentarily. And uh, nope, not just yet. Um, hopefully she's answering here. Uh, it doesn't seem to... Uh, she doesn't seem to be picking up. Francie, we need you on reverse. Oh, there's Francie. Hi, Francie. Welcome. Hello. 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 How's it going? Ah, it's going really well. You guys got me thirsty for some beer and ice cream. Oh, yeah. I, I would never be thirsty for that. <laughs> Hello, um, Michelle uh, and Mother. Nice uh, to meet you. Uh, well, uh, hold on one second because uh, I had to hang up on everybody to call you because remember we can't add you to the actual call, and uh, oh. I, and also I'm going to be silent here for about five seconds. So please hold everyone because I need to restart oh. this uh, program. Hang on one okay. second, everybody. Restarting the uh, voice meter. Banana, banana flavored fro. Okay. Those bananas are good. We are back. I'm sorry about that moment moment of silence, but um, every time I start a new Skype call, I got to restart this uh, voice meter program. So, but anyway, Francie, everybody's back on the call with us. Uh, say hello. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Miles. Nice to meet you. Ray. Yes, nice to meet you. Very well. Say it again, Miles. The ladies the, the ladies now outnumber us, Kenny. Yay! Uh, it, <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. fine by me. I, I like the ladies. Okay, Miles. We'll take care of you. Just, Don't worry. obvious. <laughs> ah, much needed yes. estrogen injection into the program. Thank you, ladies. Oh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so well, uh, uh, Francie, uh, give your give your big uh, uh, greeting to Rain again there. Hello, Rain. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry I kept missing you the past week and a half. Oh, that's on a the show. I, I know. Mean, I, I, yeah, that one night it was like that's it, the wall. <laughs> well, you I, had a most awesome party. <laughs> It didn't end until about one o'clock. Oh, oh wow! That's it. Yeah, excellent. Eleven hours is a good amount of time. Oh All yeah. Right. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah. yes, uh, <laughs> last but yeah, last Tuesday after the first hour, Rain said, much. and I said, Rain, are you sure you don't want to stay on just one more segment? And she said, no, it's gone. <laughs> 
She yeah, really was. That's the actual audio from that show. So, uh-huh. <laughs> Francie was a huge hit at the party. Oh, I bet. Thank you. I mean, it was so awesome because Tim Tim also showed up. Yep. And so they got to talk, and and it, it was great. We had a little mini indie media weekly group there, and yeah, um, yeah things turned to Trump. Yes. They turned to Trump. And it, and Francie, tell me if I'm wrong, because a lot of my friends really aren't political people. No, they're not. But, there was um, a group of us that were, though. But no, there was, in the end, a lot of people did want to talk about it. And, and I thought that was a really, really good thing that happened. Yes. That, that gave me some hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, it really did. Um, but I, but the, I wanted to say, I forgot to say that Bobber's ice cream, he made homemade ice cream. Oh, wow. Uh, was awesome. Strawberry, uh, Thin Mint, and uh, Nutella. God ice damn cream. it. It was Girl Scout cookie Thin Mint. Really, really good. I made it I'm, with Girl Scout cookies. I yeah. am a li- I'm a little pissed off that I didn't go now. Whoa! God damn it! God damn it! He made he made this uh, elderberry cider. I heard about really, that really too. Good. And a lovely porter. I wish I had the porter that Rain's having now. That just happened oh, tonight. God. How I'm long like, ago? So so uh, I got to ask you this, Rain. As um, how how often is Bob saying, "Oh, new beer's done"? Probably every other week. Every other oh, wow, wow, that is so impressive. A lot of so times impressive. it's lucky. A lot of times it's twice a month, and then you know in the summer it slows down because we're busy. Sure. That's why I keep missing shows, and I'm sorry about that. But it's summertime. Uh, but yeah, Bob brews a lot. I, I I I told you multiple times. You never have to apologize for not being able to make a show. We will take you when you are available. And it's uh, what I do. We, I apologize. We, and you don't have to. <laughs> I know I don't oh. have to. It just it's it. It's a thing. We'll talk about it sometime. No, it's it's all right. I do the same thing uh, from time. But it was to time. so I, I awesome meeting Francie and her husband Michael. Oh, Michael had a had a really nice time because Michael is working while I'm you know doing this podcast. He did, he really didn't doesn't know what I do. <laughs> yeah, about your secret life on Indie yeah, Media well, Weekly. Yeah, the online thing. I mean, so it was nice for him to meet you know some of the people that I spend time with. You know when he's at work. That's very and cool. It was really cool, and and we just felt so comfortable. There were there were all ages there. You know, mm-hmm. from little itty bitty baby to you know senior citizens. I mean, it was just her house, Rain and Barbara's house. You come in, the you feel welcome. Oh. You don't feel awkward or anything. We had the best time. Well, really that makes me happy because that's the way I like to live my life. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Francie, Francie got to meet all of the fur babies. Oh, yeah. So Francie knows so when I say that Duke or Earl is a bit of a special child, she knows now. Yes. Oh. Doggy. Yes. <laughs> Lucky Francie, though. Get to meet those puppies. Oh, no, they're pretty, they're pretty dogs, too. I tell people, and I mean this, and Francie now that, and Tim knows this too, because right. Tim has been to our house a good number of times. My house is open. 
if you guys are anybody's ever up here in DC and we're around just get in touch with us if you want to get together because the thing is is that when people come to visit DC they're usually really busy so we don't we don't be, I don't like to bother them like hey let's get together right. because usually it's vacation time and they've got things planned but I do tell people we have and and scoopster and living right. I didn't mean to leave you all out um that's right yeah. I met scoop yes and I didn't realize who he was because he had it used his real name and it was like he started talking and we're like duh well you know <laughs> the first Rhode Island, and I'm like you're scoop you know, that's what I call him. When when <laughs> I went, have their names. When I went to Chicago, um, to meet, uh, to go to the Stephanie Miller show, um, uh-huh. and and Adam was there, and uh, Snork was there, uh-huh. and when we got to the restaurant, we were all supposed to meet. And that's where I met like Audra and Kate, and you know, a bunch of different people. Um, right. some people I don't speak to anymore, but, <laughs> um, oh. but you know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I think, I, I don't know if Rocky mountain Mike was at that one or not. I can't remember if he was at the Columbus and Chicago one. I think he was, I think he was, but, um, but there's, uh, you know, but there were some other people, I mean, you know, I'm not, not trying to be a dick, but there's just people I fell out of touch with. But when right. we got to the restaurant where snork was, um, uh-huh. he was sitting right beside Adam you know, and I don't know what I thought I heard, but I thought somebody introduced me to Snork as Adam's dad. <laughs> and, and so for the longest time, I'm thinking, oh, Adam and his dad are here. And, <laughs> and I love and, that. And, and, Snor- and so it, it came about, I was like, oh my God, I'm so stupid, Mitch Snork. I know you. You know, so he laughed about it when when he realized that you know how I'd fucked up. But I, but you know, he was he was kind of a few seated a few people away from me, so it was kind of hard for me to talk to him. But he was right beside Adam, you know, and it was like it was like me, Susan, Adam, Mitch, and his wife, uh, um, and and yeah, and it was just weird. So you know, because it's like I never had seen a bunch of people. I knew what Adam looked like. I knew what Kate and Audra looked like, and everything, but. I, I never, right. you know, saw a picture of Snork. So, uh, so it is always weird, you know, through the magic of radio, meeting people for the first time. If you know, if you've never seen their right. face, so. Yes, it's cool though. I mean, I, I, I it, it's really cool to meet the people that you get mm-hmm. to know online. So one of these days, can we? One of these days. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. If I, I, I'm, I'm no excuses. Next year, we're gonna be there. Rain, we're coming. Bob, okay. rain, we're coming. So cool. And um, and I gotta say, Francie, and you, you almost look a little bit like Susan's birth mom too. Younger, but oh, you know, wow. you look a little bit like her. So oh, wow. in some of the pictures I've seen, she doesn't wear glasses. She had anymore, the most but. amazing hat that day. Nice. Yeah, I'm a hat head. I like hats. Not MAGA hats. But baseball yeah. hats. Oh, you had a beautiful straw hat. Yeah, that hat's older than dirt. MAGA, hat, MAGA hats aren't called hats. They're called shats. Like Maggot sh- hats. Like <laughs> sh- they're, they're shats <laughs> like sharks. Yeah. Ah, yes, we had to have a flarp. <laughs> sure. 
Oh, should I get the flarp out? I got the yes. flarp here. Flarp. All right, let me. It's been a while, so uh, let me see. It's it's <laughs> oh, it's nice and cooling on the fingers there. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Uh, that was juicy. Right that off the bat. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, this is nice stuff. Uh, that's a flarp. Oh, he is. Yeah. So. And, 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 and America, Kenny. I'm putting it away now. What'd you? What? Is your flarp made in America? Uh, ooh, well, it's probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm venturing to. It's made in China. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm not even. No, 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 it's no, not China. Not, not that. That's, no. Okay. Okay. Angina. <laughs> Unstable no. angina. Ken knows what I'm talking about. We'll just stop there. Yes. Oh, okay. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So anyway, well. I have a, a birthday boner yeah. boner. Yeah. For my well, youngest well, brother, Mike. Okay. Mike. Tomorrow he's going to be 43. Oh. And I got to tell you, when he was born. I was going into my senior year of high school, so I'm a bit, oh, wow. quite a bit Ooh. older than him. Well, he's he a, is a wow. liberal young fella, and I think he'd like a birthday bone. You know what? A joyous uh, year mark to him. He's he's uh, only uh, he's three years younger than me, so yes, I think uh, a Gen Xer he would enjoy a birthday bone or something. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, that's many awesome. Good, many and good I returns. And I will play this when, when I next see him. I'm going to play like the SoundCloud for him so he can really, you know, get a feeling for this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So and they, uh, he'll, he'll give this show a listen, you know? Who knows? Yeah, sure. And he might... He, he might think this show's a regular spicy meatball. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> oh man, I haven't played that one in a while. So uh, 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 <laughs> uh you ate it, Ralph. Uh okay, here. Uh I got you it. Ate I can't it, Ralph. believe I ate that whole thing. You ate it, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It sounds like my aunt Marlene. <laughs> you ain't oh, around. Sounds like some relatives of mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Only with a huskier voice because they smoked. Yeah. Well, well, uh, um, Francie, it is almost time for us to go to the break. Is there any final thingy you might want to say? Yes, I I was laughing when. Um, the Green News is talking about Tropical Storm Don and how tiny it is and unformed. <laughs> like this teeny tiny circus penis. Don't say penis in this house! Woo! There you go. <laughs> so. <laughs> and it was nice meeting you on the show, Michelle and Miles. Yes, Thank yes. Good meeting you. And thanks for having me on again, uh, Kenny. You it's are very fun. welcome. I wanted, like I said, if Rain hadn't been so tuckered out last uh, Tuesday, we would have had you talk to her. But 
then, but you got to recap a little bit oh, now. How, how did everybody love my Watergate salad, Rain? They loved it. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Francie brought a Watergate salad, and Uh-oh. everybody was like, wait a minute. Is you this got- what I think oh, it is? And really? I was like, it's Francie. What, it, what, yes, what, it's what was in salad. it? What was in it? Yes. What is Go ahead, France. Pistachio pudding mix, crushed pineapples, uh, marshmallows, whipped cream, crushed pecans, and cherries. Nice. I thought, yeah. I, I thought yeah. it was like going to be like watercress and water chestnuts. And... Uh, no, 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 no. Watergate <laughs> is just something. It was invented around the time of Watergate. Ah. Um, it used. To, it could, it's also called green stuff and other things. <laughs> it was born like 1974, 75. Nice. Yeah, All right. It, it, was, it was delicious. Okay. Very good night, everybody. All right. Be we good. love you, Francie. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Francie. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So, uh, yeah, she really does look a little bit like Susan's birth mom, which is uh, uh, it, it, she doesn't wear glasses as much anymore, though. I think she might have gotten the LASIK. I'm not sure. But um, anywho. All of the energy that Francie has on air. Holy crap. She's got it in real life. I love <laughs> oh. Francie. She's oh. such a sweetie. I love her. Oh, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, uh, also uh, she's known as the Ed McMahon of the Tim Carmel show too. So, uh, <laughs> yes, and yes, she very is. infectious laugh, very funny individual, uh, very warm and caring as well, smart and um, and whip smart. I said smart and whip smart. She's smart and whip smart, both kinds of smart. I bet you Francie likes a whip every now and then too. Maybe. I've met Mister Francie. Uh oh. <gasps> Sorry, Francie. So. <laughs> All because right. I had conversations with him. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and hit and the break. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at no. all. Nothing at all. All right. We're going to. consent. Yeah. We're going to go to the break and get to some uh, story uh, roundup here. We've got a few other things we want to talk about. And then uh, we are uh, doing Mad Libs tonight, but we're doing listener Mad Libs on Fridays. So I know Tim Cormall sent me one, and I know Miles and Michelle are working on other ones. But um, I need to make sure I have time enough to get them printed out to do them justice since I butchered Michelle's last week. So, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I love listener Mad Libs. It's like I should call you Mad Liberals. How about that? So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. I like yes. that. There you uh, go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so regular Mad Libs tonight. I think we'll probably do three just because, well, just for the hell of it. And, uh, I'll start soliciting, uh, requests for them when we come back and get into some other audio and crap. And, um, yeah, so everybody hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night, the Tuesday edition, right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Is it possible that there was a civilization on Mars thousands of years ago. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. 
What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now, you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome Hello. back, Rain. Still enjoying, um, uh, enjoying that new uh, porter, it, it is? Hazelnut? Uh, no. No. I'm Not back por- to the Trappist single. Oh, okay. But um, I have some strange breaking news. Okay. What do you got? All right, it's it's not really breaking news, but Dolt forty five tweeted about five minutes ago. Oh no! The fake news is becoming more and more dishonest. Even a dinner arranged for top twenty leaders in Germany is made to look sinister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this he he's talking he's talking about you know the fact that we found out that Trump had a secret meeting. Mm -hmm. that was originally reported as brief with Putin during the state dinner. But it turns out it was over an hour. It was an over, it was over an hour long with him on the sidelines of the state dinner. And now we're sinister. Sinister. No red flags there. Oh, so sinister. Yeah, and and I just want to say this quick because I know we're not going to talk a lot about it tonight, and that's fine. Um, there was the woman Abby D. Phillip, I believe that she um, she's Washington Post reporter. Mm-hmm. She said that that night she was a pooler. She was in the White House. She was in the press pool. Yeah. Putin's motorcade left the dinner at eleven fifty p.m. Trump's at eleven fifty four. They were among the last two leaders to leave the dinner. Oh, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> No red flags there. Nope. Not at all. Biz, just business as usual, right? Nope. What the fuck? But the fake media, the fake media reporting a dinner that he actually acknowledged he had in wow. that tweet. Wow. <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, now I have to ask. Uh, didn't uh, wasn't it Sandy? Did did uh, did Sandy come to your party? No, she couldn't make it. Oh, okay, because she was she was going to bring you Mad Libs, so I was going to see if maybe you wanted to helm Mad Libs tonight. But no, but you um, know what? Next Tuesday, uh-huh. I I actually have to dig it up. I have, and I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. I have something called liberal Mad Libs. Oh, nice from the from the Bush Ooh. administration. Oh, we got to do that. We got to do those. Yes, yes. I gotta so, I gotta yes. dig that up and dig find it out. and scan it and send yeah. it to you. See, mad liberals. There we go. And, of course, uh, joining us, uh, sitting in uh, the the dream team, the dynamic duo in Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, sitting in for Joe Santorsa, who has the night off, uh, Miles and Michelle. Welcome back. Yes, hello. Is this the segment of the show where we talk nerd stuff, like the new female doctor? Who? Uh, no. No, 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 no. That, <laughs> different, that's Saturday different show. love. I, I don't think Adam would mind. 
I well, uh, he might not mind, but I'm not, teasing. Well, I'm teasing. We'll, we'll just not. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, welcome back. But now, now I, I will say that Mr. Hebert, I, I, I took him to task on Facebook the other day because he was shit talking episode or part eight rather of Twin Peaks: The Return. Oh, don't talk about that with Miles. <laughs> He was uh, so I, I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I I held back. I held back. Adam did not my, like that Miles episode. Knows, Adam did Miles not knows like that. Nothing episode. about twin. Miles knows nothing about Twin Peaks. He oh, sat and I, watched right. that, and he was like, he 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 looked at me like I was like stupid or something. Oh, <laughs> come on! It's David Lynch. So, uh, and everything in that episode totally made sense. Don't try and tell me it didn't, because I know everything oh. that happened. So it, it was long, it was drawn out, but it was David Lynch, and can I say, beautiful. Bob? It was I'll beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Good I night. mean... <laughs> what? Did you say goodnight? Got a light. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Got a light. Yeah, I have that. So, uh, <laughs> um, I also have, uh, let me see, where is this, uh, oh, damn it. Oh, I can't find it. There was the, the one, uh, clip that I had from the, the, um, that episode that I played the other night, the wa this is the water and this is the well drink deep. Um, yes. yeah, that was, the uh, horse, the horse has white eyes or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah well, here, crazy. here you go. Uh, is the water and this is the well drink full and this end the horse is the white of the eyes and dark within yes love it um that horse was in episode uh one as well so um yeah. Anyway, um, uh, we, we won't talk about Twin Peaks anymore. Um, we'll just talk about Republicans running away from things. Actually, no, I don't even know what we're talking about this segment because uh, I forgot well, to look at my thing. I know you don't want to talk about Twin Peaks, and maybe we're not going to talk about the, the 13th Doctor Who, but she happens to have Twin Peaks. She happens to have Twin Peaks. Well, oh, see, there you go. We, we'll give well. you the... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got twin I buzzers. Watched, I don't watch Doctor Who, and I, yeah. I haven't watched Twin Peaks, so yeah, I just want to put that out there. Well, but well, maybe now the say, Doctor's a lady. Yes. Well, she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think, from a socio-political side, there's an awful lot of people with penises who have a problem with it who probably don't, don't even watch the penis show. In this house. All I gotta say is but if there are about if, damn time. if there are any men out there who degrade uh, the the new Doctor Who for being female, I will say this to them: How dare you, sir? You are gross. Yes, that's what I'll say. Isn't Doctor Who an alien? Yes. Yes. Okay, so and he has no sexuality. Okay, that's what I thought. See, like I said, I don't watch Doctor Who, but I'm kind of having a problem. With the fact that now aliens have to be male gendered. 
I'm sorry. Susan was talking to me. What 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 was your uh, last question, Rain? Can you repeat it? I asked if Doctor Who was an alien. I don't watch Doctor Who. Yes, Doctor Who right. is from uh, what's the name of his planet? It is um, Gallifrey. Uh, Gallifrey. Thank you. Yes, okay. he, he is a Time so, Lord. Yes. He, yeah. These these are little things. My mom used to watch Doctor Who, mm-hmm. but it, I I feel like it's very strange that now suddenly all aliens have to be male, even though in the movie Alien, the alien was not a male. Um, so they were fine with the ugly alien, an alien, yeah, being but female. It, but now suddenly they have a problem with Doctor Who being a woman. Well, the original Alien uh, film, the alien was sexless. It wasn't actually okay. Uh, it, yeah, it, it was but, a drone. The, but then okay. in in uh, the second one, there was uh, I the, the in this. I there knew was a it. Se- no, that's all right. The second <laughs> one was the the second one introduced the alien queen, which turned out to be. Like the most badass of the aliens. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I uh, just if, don't if get what if you, if you place it on the drone, the queen drone thing. Drones are usually female as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't you know, understand all females, why so. so many people are so upset that the thirteenth Doctor looks like a woman. I don't know. I mean, because what, twelve of them are male. Well, you know, <laughs> that's a lie. It, yeah, exactly. And, and oh, not I, only I that, have the but but well, just in real quick, uh, Rain. Um, you know, you never hear all these men's rights activists or any of these douchebags. Well, then again, I don't know because I don't pay them any mind. Um, why don't they start complaining about what happened in 1979 with Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, Weaver being the action hero of the original Alien movie? You know why? Because they weren't well, born. They about that. True. Most of them were not born. Yeah, but Miles, what were you going to say? It, well, the the complaining of a, a female doctor, really, it's a it's a pushback because this is a a definite attack on all things that are about the worship of the penis. <laughs> See, you keep breaking that rule. Don't say penis in this house. Don't. I mean, me- there's a part of me. There's a part of me that wonders if if. If a lot of these, because Doctor Who, another thing I would like to know, isn't mm. Doctor Who supposed to be kind of a, and if you're an adult, it's fine if you watch it, but isn't it supposed to be a show for younger people? It used to be, but it's, it's, it really, okay. uh, when it first started, they were hoping to attract, you know, mostly, you know, kids, but it, it became very sophisticated in the storytelling, uh, especially in the Peter Baker era. Uh, which is the yeah. guy that had the big, long, crazy scarf with the multicolors and the floppy hat and trench coat that's and everything. That's the one I remember. Yeah, exactly. That's the that We're about the same age. That's the, the <sighs> one, first one I ever recalled. And then, you know, and I used to read, like, Fangoria magazine and, like, uh, I forget, there was another sci-fi magazine I used to read around the time, and I learned about, you know, his ability to regenerate into another identity and everything. And... um and that was always a fascinating concept to me and to me it's never been an issue that you know well sure i mean there was actually joanna lumley is is that her name she was from absolutely fabulous uh the blonde joanna lumley from absolutely fabulous is that supposed to be who, who? 
She's not the Doctor Who. No, 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 no. She's not. She's not. I'm saying, do you remember Joanna Lumley from Absolutely Fabulous? Am I right? I'm just asking if I've got the right name. because It there sounds was, right. Yeah. There was a, sounds right. It sounds familiar yeah, to me. Okay, so, um, yes, it was Joanna Lumley. There was a comedy sketch. There was a charity comedy sketch uh, with Doctor Who from the early, late 80s, early 90s that had Rowan Atkinson, who was Blackadder, whatnot, and, uh, oh, and, yes. he, and, and I think it even had Hugh Grant in it. Um, and, and the Doctor kept dying, and then finally, uh, when the Doctor regenerated the final time, it, it was Joanna Lumley, and it was a comedy sketch and everything. But, you know, that idea oh, cool. has been, was introduced a long time ago. And, you know, it was like, I, I think it was Rowan Atkinson, and then he died, and oh, and what's his name from Brazil? Oh, God. Man, now <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for names here, but uh, he played the master. Um, Jonathan Hurt? John, uh, no, not, not Jonathan Hurt. Um, it was, um, he's also in, um, oh, what the heck? Uh, he's also, it was also in Game of Thrones. Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you, Google. Uh, I, I looked on Google. Don't do so, a Google search. Yeah. Uh, but you were on the right track because I typed Brazil Jonathan and that came up. But yeah, so it was uh, so Jonathan Price was playing the master, uh, Rowan Atkinson as um, the doctor. Then he died, he regenerated. It was Hugh Grant, and then Hugh Grant died and was regenerated as Joanna Lumley. And I've always thought, how cool would that have been for all three of those people to play, uh, you know, the doctor, but even though it was a comedy sketch, it was still very much in the spirit of the show. And it, so for me, when I saw that, yeah, it was like a shtick where like, you know, Joanna Lumley shows up as the doctor and is like, Oh, look, what are these? And, you know, she, you know, um, touches her chest and everything. And, uh, you know, so, it, and it was, again, it was for charity, whatnot, you know, back when people were a little more, a little less progressive, but you know the the that idea has always kind of been in the back of my head. Why not? This is you know someone who's you know an alien, somebody who's from you know the planet Gallifrey. A completely you know, I mean, this is not you know. Uh, I mean, if you can change every molecule molecule in your body, why would it you know? Couldn't you change your gender? Well, especially now that they've. They've um, cast the doctor as being sexually ambiguous. I mean, he loves men and women. Yeah. You know, Captain John Harkness proved that. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm, it, it, and that's the thing too. I doubt you'll hear a lot of complaints about this uh, from, especially from a lot of American uh, folks, because Captain Jack Harkness probably turned off a lot of bigots. Um, and now he was played by John Barrowman, uh, who's on Arrow now. Um, yes, but um, who's gorgeous? Yes, the face I of Bo. The face <laughs> of Bo. Uh, but yeah, so John Barrowman, you know, played a, a guy. He he was basically he was pansexual uh, for the most part, or, or whatever you know you say. I mean, he 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 had right. you know he just loved people. And if he fell in love with somebody, are we keeping he, you awake, Miles? I heard that yawn. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I'm sorry, it's, Miles. That was too funny. I couldn't. Yeah. It's fine. I, I turn in at night. Well, pretty soon here, but I'm good. That's I'm all right. Sorry, Miles. It sounded like one of Bob's. Like, all right. 
Well, I gotta get Rain's on a Trump tirade. All right. Yeah, I screwed up. I call him John, but it's Jack. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Cat's always there to 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 make sure we get it right. So (laughs) yeah, she is. Cat is our favorite. She is. She is. Um, I just found it really disgusting, and I saw Cat on Twitter talking about this, and there was a few other people talking about just the fact that. The fact that the 13th Doctor, and once again, like I said, I'm not, I don't care from the show's point of view. I care because I look at it and I see the amount of uh, sexism, mm-hmm. um, patriarchy. You can, you, you can just, just rip off all the isms and archies. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch all these franchises, though, they're coming out in all of them. You know, like when Ray was chosen in Star Wars. Oh yeah, and Finn. They were bitching and moaning about that. Oh, and, and the, Finn being, yeah. you Be- know, dark skinned. That was stupid. But they're there. They're all there just to be jackasses and just to poo-poo on everything. And we don't have to listen to them because we like what they're doing, and that's all that counts. I love hearing their whining. Oh, yes. You you know what I want to say every time I hear their whining? uh, There's something I always want to say to them, and I'm hoping I can find that drop because I haven't played it in a while, and I know I moved it to another cart. And I don't... If you're looking for the cart, and while you're looking, I just want to punch them. Oh, you you want to... I really want to punch them. Yeah. Oh, yes, I do, too. I, it just oh, I amazes found it. me. Stop your foul whining, you filthy piece of distended rectum! <laughs> there we go. That's also... Yes! That's from that's from Red Red Dwarf. Um, Another kind of cutting-edge sci-fi show. Series. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, which also had some gender-bending action in it. Yes, it did. Parallel universe. Uh, and... and- and some anthropomorphic gender bending as well. Uh, as well, as well. So, um, yep. All right. So let me see. Um, uh, uh, all right. We're gonna we're gonna move along here, and just because it's the only real leftover clip I have, I want to play this uh, the last clip from the Alberman thing. I know it's been a while since we played it, but uh, go for it. It's a, it's a little longer. It's almost two minutes, and I'm writing down Mad Lib stuff here, too, so this will help me out. So here we go. Keith Olbermann uh, talking about the Trump-Russia collusion, uh, the final segment that I, or final clip that I recorded from his video from today. No, Trump Jr., Kushner, Manafort, and the others will not be arrested today, and Trump will not be impeached tomorrow. But for those who still defend the clear and present menace to our freedoms that is Donald Trump, and for those who fear our political system will never be able to rid us of him, there is a startling number buried inside the latest Washington Post-ABC News poll. 58% of Americans disapprove of Trump's presidency. 60% of us believe the Russians tried to influence the outcome of the vote that elected him. But still, just 41% of Americans believe Trump campaign members intentionally helped the Russians to influence the election. 
Well, more correctly, only 41% believed that. The surveying for that poll closed on Thursday, July 13th, before Trump indicated maybe he had heard about the meeting longer ago than just a few days earlier. Before it turned out Trump Jr. had lied and there were two other Russians at that meeting. Before Sekulow inadvertently raised the question of why the Secret Service, guarding only Trump, protecting only Trump, looking out for only Trump, would have been vetting a meeting Trump did not attend. The Trump gang leaks like a sieve. It cannot keep a story straight. It views truth only as one of a series of escapes, and it is being pursued by the most skilled crime fighters in the world. The percentage of Americans who believe Trump campaign members intentionally helped the Russians to influence our election was just 41% last Thursday. That number will not decline. It will grow. And fast or slow, soon or late, it will grow large enough to end this damnable presidency. Amen! There we go. Uh, yeah, so again, you know, uh, uh, Olbermann says, ain't going to happen, Cap'n, immediately with impeachment or arrests or anything like that. But they sure are, in a very short period of time, setting themselves up for those very things to happen rain your thoughts my thoughts are i listened to malcolm nance on um stephanie miller last week last wednesday Mm -hmm. and this is a guy who's been saying don't expect this to happen soon don't expect it he's saying a lot of what olberman is saying last week he said i used to say it was a year now i'm gonna go with under a year and that was kind of a big deal yeah. I think things are happening very fast. Faster than a lot of people faster than a lot of people who told us not to expect it to happen fast are happening, if that makes sense. And I it makes sense in my mind. Especially when today we found out that Mueller said they can all pro- they can all go 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 in public. Go forth and testify in front of the Senate commission. Yeah, because but do you I, think it's going to be even what even faster than what Malcolm Nance stated? He says it's going to take a little while. He said between eight and ten months. Yeah, he used to say That's two to fast. three years. He said two to three yeah. years a couple of months ago. Yeah, and I know, I know it's that, not as fast. I know it's not as fast as we want it, but it just seems like we were told, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we've been told take a look at the Watergate investigation. When they found out about it, it was, what, 72? And it took until 74? Yeah, but that was a different age. Yes, it was a different age. It was a very different age. And so things are happening faster. And I'm seeing, I'm sort of seeing things kind of being more condensed. I think things are happening faster. Well, the information is happening a lot faster than than any of us would have expected. Oh, that's for sure. You know. Miles, now, your your thoughts. I, I would have to say, yeah, the 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 speed with which this is going to happen is going to be based on because the articles of impeachment have to come from the House. Yeah, and it's going to be based on the Republicans because the the Democrats don't have the control. I mean, they can bring articles up or what have you, but you still need a majority, and it's not going to happen until enough Republicans are so uncomfortable they're feeling the pressure. I mean. You imagine, uh, you think it's good now. Wait until an election year. Next year's an election year. 
and this stuff starts hammering day after day after day it's it's gonna start getting good i mean it's not gonna happen this year i agree next year eh, the pressure will be really put on but worst case it'll be an election issue and hopefully we take back the house and senate i want to take back the house and senate um that's a political thing me too i i want trump out of office that's an america thing yeah Yes. I want Trump in there long enough to give us back the House and the and the Senate because the, t- mm. the Republicans have been holding that that for way too long, and the damage and delay and the obstruction they've been doing is shit. Yeah, I I do disagree shit. with you on that. <laughs> I I love, I love the sentiment, but I do disagree with that because he is doing serious damage to this country and to our standing in the world. Agreed. Yeah. I just don't see him going before then. Yeah, I do. I do want to. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. I have a a slight problem right now, even though we think state politics, you know, with our state senators and our congressmen, that it's just state. But the way that the corporations and the Koch brothers have been handling it, it's become a a, a, a countrywide thing. So it's not just state politics anymore. When you're in the Congress and you're in the Senate, it's state, it's it's countrywide. And a yeah. lot of these Republican seats are because they have skewed the elections so bad for them. So it's not just the president. It's it's the, the congressmen in the Senate as well. Yeah. And that's state, it's countrywide now. It's not just state. I'm sorry, this, our state elections are no longer state elections. And that makes me really, really worried. All politics are local. Sorry. You're absolutely right. So, uh, all right. Well, on that note, uh, we do have to go to the break. Uh, and uh, uh, dedicated uh, to um, all of the, the freakazoids out there who um, want to bemoan a, a female Doctor Who. One that I was fully prepared for for many years, ever since, again, Joanna Lumley was the first, albeit not canon, Doc, female Doctor Who. Uh, I, I, I've been down with this for a while. I'm looking forward to uh, the, the 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 new era of uh, Doctor Who. But yes, uh, dedicated to all those uh, men's rights activists and freakazoids who hate the opposite sex. Um, War on women from Macaroni coming up, everybody. So Yay! let's yeah, let's go ahead and hit the break. When we come back, we have two Mad Libs that we're going to do with our entire gang here. But I have a special bonus. I'm going to read a Mad Lib that was already filled out in this book when I got it. <laughs> ah, so, okay. and, and I also have a story about um, life on Mars, all y'all. Oh, my God. And I'm not talking David Bowie either. So let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. We'll be right back right after Macaroni's War on Women and a few words from, uh, you know, not our sponsors, but other other shows on this net- here network that we got. We'll be right back. Turn up the night. 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 With Kenny Pig. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. 
A revolutionary woman throwback Hater blowback It can get the bows at Where the hoes at? What you mean the hoes at? Put that on my mama homie You gon' see some blowback On my wife and sister homie And you know that Aunties, nieces, cousins think I wasn't I don't hold back I won't let it go Rest in peace to Betty Joe. Women make the world go round I'm here to let you know Throw your hands up, everybody stand up For the women in your life, you better man up You better man up, look out for the vultures Get the disrespect of women out our culture You better man up, look out for the vultures Get the disrespect of women out our culture Revolutionary women stand up If you get down for the cause, throw your hands up If you get down for the cause, time to man up Cause there is a war on women, a war on women Revolutionary women stand up If you get down for the cause Throw your hands up If you get down for the cause I'm the man up Cause there is a war on women A war on women And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Fuck you, Cleveland! (laughs) 
Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, uh, Port St. Lucie. And thank you, some city on Gallifrey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, We want to get... Oh, and I want to say thank you to the ancient civilization on Mars. (laughs) I don't know if anybody saw this. I, I found this right before we started the show tonight. But noted fan of Vladimir Putin... And uh, idiot congressman, idiot Republican congressman, shocker, shocker, uh, <laughs> Dana Rohrbacher. Oh. Dana Rohrbacher was in, and let me see, I have the article here. Uh, yeah, here it is. Dana. So, yeah, this comrade is. Comrade uh, Dana. Com- comrade Dana. Or Rohrbacherski. Um, uh, this is, um, this is, uh, I saw this right before the show tonight. And I was like, please don't let this video be long because I need this. And it wasn't long. And this was, uh, I'm not going to give the, the headline away for this because it'll ruin the audio, but this was posted, uh, on Mediaite today at, uh, 5:41 PM Eastern by Justin Barragona. And, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna censor myself here in case I get a spoiler out. During a House uh, subcommittee hearing today, Congressman Dana Rohrbacher pressed a panel of scientists not only about the possibility. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. Well, yes, that that life existed on Mars. Well, you basically yeah. He asked this question of scientists, and it, it oh my god, it's so so goddamn stupid. It, 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 oh, here, listen. But one last thought. <laughs> I would hope that, uh, uh, again, I think the moon is close by, and whatever yes, we can actually it, <laughs> get a, a benefit out of going back there. We- I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta pause it right there because we like the moon because it's close to us. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember that? <laughs> there was a. I do a, not. There, there's a viral video. No, we like the moon. Familiar. Oh my god oh uh, uh, it's uh, oh 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 yeah yeah they they did a commercial uh, yeah so we we like the moon oh here i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna play the original uh, video of that um on youtube i can find it real quick so uh as long as this opens up but uh yes there is a in a really obnoxious uh early uh youtuber that uh did this uh, thing called "We Like the Moon" uh, with in the guy who um, who uh, yeah rather good rather good dot com did this. They got hired by Quiznos, whoever made this video. To, oh um, yeah, was horrible! Oh my yeah. god, are those squirrels? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah those things. Yeah, so this is this is uh, uh, for, for for Dana Rohrbacher. Yeah, the moon. Yeah, the moon is close. It's close and everything. So it, this is for him. We like the moon, cause it is close to us. Yep. Oh my god! Like moon, <laughs> but not as much as a Anyway, so, <laughs> so that wow, yeah, so there's yeah. there's a blast from the past, but yeah, so Dana Rohrbacher, uh, uh, Michelle, were you gonna say something? <laughs> no, I just say if anybody wants to get rid of that, just go watch Baby Monkey Riding on a Pig. No, 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 no recommendations <laughs> for that. That no, no, uh, no, no, yeah, wait. Uh, but yeah, so Dana Rohrbacher, so so, so, da- so as I uh, oh, go ahead, Rain. 
Was the band called Quiznos Rats? No, no, it was it was rather good. Or the Sponge No, it was a rather 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 good dot com did it. Yeah, Sponge Monkeys. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep oh, playing. Okay, everybody, go listen. Everybody needs to go Rick, Rick, listen to Rick Ashley now. <laughs> I'm listen to all of it after the show. After the show. Yeah. So anyway, so Dana Rohrbacker, uh, much like oh, the, yeah. the 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 shitty little guitar rats or whatever that you know, he likes the moon because it's close to us. So we'll we'll start that clip again. But one last thought, I would hope that. Uh, uh, again, I think the moon is close by, and whatever we can <laughs> actually get a, a benefit out of going back there, we should. Uh, we like the moon. Take the next step. It's close to uh, us. However, the the most important thing was if Mars. Can I? Uh, I ask permission. The most important thing for for this question. The most important. And that thing. is, you have indicated that Mars had a uh, was totally different thousands of years ago just thousands is it possible that there was a civilization on mars thousands of years ago thousands what so the evidence is that um, mars was different billions of years ago not billions. thousands of years ago well yes <laughs> and and um there would be there's no evidence that uh, i'm aware of that would you, that, rule, would you rule that out that see there's some people well anyway i would uh, i would say that is extremely unlikely. Okay, well, Six thank you, Alma. Thank you, Mr. Rose. Thanks the for the good job you're doing. God well, bless. Yeah, I mean, thousands of years ago, billions of years ago, potato, oh potato. Oh, God. Was uh, that a real person? That really? is that is a congressman. That, that is, is a Republican oh, congressman. That is Comrade Dana Rohrbrockerstein. Yes, uh, he is... <laughs> He he has he sounds huge, like one of these congressmen yeah. that would have uh, believed Alex Jones' story about sex slaves on Mars. Uh, you know, yeah. that whole, he believes oh, everything the Russians tell him. Yeah, he's Dana Rohrbacher uh, is in deep with the Russians. Oh, he's in he's in nuts deep uh, with the Russians. Uh, but yeah, he he's from Nutsky Nutsky deep. Yes, Borscht deep. Yes, California. He's he's a. He's from California's 48th congressional district. That he, has to be a, like a really crazy Republican district. Where is that? Like down there? Yeah. <laughs> um, is that down like in the south? south? I'm wondering if Orange County is in in that. So. No man, you guys, you, seriously, Michelle, he is in deep with Russians. He lob he he loves Russian lobbyists. He, this guy is compromised. Mark my words. I'm sorry. Com compromised. I have Co never heard of him, but he just sounds completely either senile or... Uh, he's not senile. He's, he's not on, senile. He's, he's very, very good friends with Russian. And then you might be better off without Costa Mesa. You're gonna give me nightmares. Costa Mesa and Santa Ana Heights um, are in his uh, in his district. Okay, that makes so. That makes is that sense. south or mid? It's California. south, south, uh, south of Long Beach. 
Um, Closer to San Diego? Uh, Laguna Beach is... Um, in Ooh, his... Laguna Beach. Oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's all very high. You don't hit me. I may be. And we can put a zip and lead to my mouth. I may be clouds. My mouth is just so I think maybe they go quiet. Alright. <laughs> so cool. Eddie, so you cool. are a bad, bad man. I am a bastard, a complete bastard, and you should all hate You're me. You're a complete bastard and we all hate you. There you go. Uh <laughs> I mean he was he was lobbied by the um Alright, I'm looking it up right now. He w- Rohrbacher was lobbied by this the former Soviet dude that attended mm-hmm. the Trump Junior meeting. Yeah. Okay, so Rohrbacher, he's very deep with Russian. He's nuts deep in the borscht. He's very, he's maybe not like the borscht, but I tell you, he likes <laughs> Russian. <laughs> likes them very much. <laughs> I love having a, I, I know, I didn't even prepare for this. I just went to YouTube. <laughs> Just keep I'm pausing just it. Thank you, Kenny. I I like you. No, like this is the life. <laughs> they know Robacher, friend. Yeah. He's friend of Putin. Well, the moon is close and to us. He has and, will. And, and Mars. You know, I think it was Russia. like I don't know about fifty <laughs> years ago. Was there civilization on Mars that we could be talking about right now? Because that's the most important thing. <laughs> I mean, Kenny, we're gonna drive up there just to slap you. I'm sorry, this because, is horrible. <laughs> because seriously, thousands of years ago is closer to fifty thousands. years ago is closer to fifty years ago than it is billions of years ago. Thank <laughs> just, you. Just said so Dana oh, Rohrbacher oh, knows God. that. <laughs> but you know, the whole, the whole science thing is just lost with those guys. It's just I ooh, just want smart people. Can we have smart people? Michelle is gonna kill me. So, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right. I'm not gonna send you your special present. I'm sorry. You're 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 just (laughs) everybody. And I love it, Russia. We really like these. We like Russia is good. We really like them. We like Dana Rohrbacher. We like Russia. And we like Russia. It's almost over. There you go. So we got through the whole thing. So <laughs> for saying that, I felt that I felt we needed a medley. <laughs> a medley? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sure, Dana Rohrbacher and the little squirrel rat things that <laughs> from Rather Good. What is happening? I don't know. I think they did. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think they did the video Cow Cube. Cow Cube. Cow Cube. Let me see if I can we find. We lost Michelle. What is going on? Is she no, having a there. medical event? She, she's, uh, she's got the giggles right now. She's. Uh, uh, do you have yeah, oxygen available? <laughs> Do you have oxygen available for her? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, she, is she okay? She's, yeah, she's. 
Uh, Are you okay, Miles? Oh my god. Oh, oh I'm, I'm fine. Oh, here I gotta play zoology for See? you. Here, 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 here. This is from this is from See, this rather. This is why good. I have to remain silent. This no, is. No, you need to save your wife for God's sake. She's hyperventilating. Oh, this is this is ten uh, years. Uh, I like it when she laughs. This is ten years old. This is zoology dragon from rather good. The same people who did the last thing we listened to. Oh, a different song. Cool. I'm the zoology dragon. I drive around in my dragon wagon. I'm van animals that are made of cues. I'm the zoology dragon. I'm always buzzing and I'm never flagging. I made more animals than you can imagine. So pay attention to the Sebastian Chow. Cow, cube, cow, cow, cube, cow, cube. Zoology dragon. Making animals is my passion. Made the elephant and the donkey. But be careful because I have to hold it for the dance I take. Cow, cube, cow, cow, cube. Anyway, there's cow cube, cowub. So <laughs> I'm a zoology a very dragon. Strange turn. <laughs> yeah, I drive around in my station wagon. Uh, so anyway, Susan's coming in. That's a blast from the past. That, that video is Michelle breathing. Ten years old. Yeah, Michelle had to go uh, wipe her tears of happiness right. and joy. She's, All right. Uh, well, you tell uh, us when she's yeah, she's coming back. We're gonna we're gonna get to uh, Mad Libs now. So uh, again, we have a bonus Mad Libs, a Mad Lib that was already filled out in this after I bought it. But we'll get to that after we do the um, uh, the regular Mad Libs. Michelle, I'm sorry. Welcome back. That was a lot of fun. I told you you'd have some fun tonight. <laughs> I'm a, I'm good on my promises. So. Uh, so, all right, here we go. We're we're heading into Mad Libs territory with my Mad Liberals. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. All right. Oh, God bless Mad Libs. Oh, God bless Mad Libs. Did you see that? I finally got that drop from the leftovers in there. So, uh... Nice. All right, I'll tell you what, Michelle, I don't know if I've ever given this one to you. Part of the body. Uh, let's go with penis. Oh, uh, well, you broke the rule just like right, you know. The you genital said, organ, which is the penis. Yes, and uh, you know. Don't say penis in this house. And that's all right. We'll we'll. Well, we'll get you past deserve it. it. After what you did, Jenny, probably every word she's gonna <laughs> give you tonight is penis. Oh. I love that. You deserve it. <laughs> All right, um, Damn let's it, go that ahead. that was awesome. All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, Miles, I would like you to give me the name of a Trump supporter. Last name. Conway. Oh. Conway. Conway? Yeah, the, yep, uh, you got what's it. your name? You got it. Kelly? Jack. Ah. Oh, 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 oh. I should, oh man! Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I just looked at what we needed here. Rain, part of the body, mm -hmm. plural. Um, plural. Yeah. Bulls. Bulls. I'm gonna spell it bulls. <laughs> bulls. Let's go with bulls. All right, uh, Michelle. I need an adverb. 
Oh, <laughs> adverb. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, good lord. I can um, help you. Yeah, please. Listen to the Muttley laugh over there. Uh, uh, well, you said go you said good lord, so maybe godly. I don't know. I think godly uh, or how about godly will be good. Okay. Uh, or would or it be? Or we could go with Muttley. <laughs> Muttley. Yeah, I'm sorry, Miles. <laughs> I love his laugh. I love your laugh too. Wait, is it, no, God. I'm still crying from earlier. No. Oh, so. that's okay. So actually, well, I, I thought you'd say penis sleep, but go ahead. So, well, now, godly, godly actually would no. That would be an a, a, an adjective. Um, yeah, an adjective. Oh, um, godlike would be no, no, no. That would be an, an adjective adverb, too. An adverb. Um, beautifully. Go All right, Rain. I'll give you that. And I'll, 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 Oh wait! What, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Michelle? Brutally. Brutally. Yes. There you go. And uh, Miles, lucky, lucky, part of the body. What is he touching um, himself to find one? Oh, elbow. Elbow. <laughs> Okay. I'm and trying to, you know, think outside the box, just go with something different than we usually pick. That's all I'm right. Sorry, Miles. Uh, rain? I, oh, yes. wow. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in deep I need trouble, a, huh? a type of liquid. Oh, a type of liquid. Urine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I read... Uh, I read a little bit of that. Uh... Michelle, um, we need a plural animal. Pussies. I was Ew. taking a drink. I was taking a drink, and <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, and uh, oh man, I gotta say, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do uh, first come, first serve on this one. We need one more. Part of the body. Tony Areola. Oh, go with hers. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. This is going to make the one that was already in the book look tame. Um, so, <laughs> okay. So here we go. Our first Mad Lib is what's in a name? And these are uh, all three from. Mad, 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 mad libs. So, what's in a name? William Shakespeare is regarded by scholars and keys alike as the greatest playwright and phone bo booth ever put to pen. Uh, the, uh, no, I'm sorry. Ever put pen to time machine. It's phone <laughs> booth, time machine. Although he wrote in his native penis, Shakespeare has been translated <laughs> in into 12 different walkie-talkies and his plays and poems are abnormally read and performed everywhere in the world. Hamlet's soliloquy, which begins to be or not to be, that is the tampon, has been delivered <laughs> on stage by more interstellar actors than any other leaky pan ever written. 
Uh, among Shakespeare's greatest plays are Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, The Harpoon of Venice, The King Conway, <laughs> A Midsummer's Night Mace, and The Tanning of the Teaspoon. We could go on, but we must leave. As Romeo and Juliet, as Romeo said to Juliet, I'm sorry, parting is such dank sorrow. There you go. Um... All right, so the uh, next Mad Lib we have that uh, has been filled out by our listeners and all y'all here. A good night's sleep. This is something we can all benefit from, right? Who doesn't toss and turn at night? Here we go. So this is some good advice, everybody. Here are five sparkly suggestions to follow if you want to... um, If you want a putrid night's sleep. Open a window and fill your balls with fresh wind and then exhale <laughs> and then exhale brutally. Exercise guiltily at least 15 dentures a day. Doctors and dim therapists suggest a combination of push-ups and tiredly ups. <laughs> Jumping bras. <laughs> And, of course, deep elbow bends, which doesn't sound that far off. Um, Three, drink a humid glass of warm urine a half an hour before before turning off your pacifier and going to harem. That one, Francie said harem. (laughs) If if all else fails, count pussies jumping over a Spanx. Meow. Five. Warning, never go to bed on a full areola. (laughs) Come on. Don't want to do it. All right, so here's the... Among us who has not ever had a full areola. Speak now, I'll forever hold y'all. Peace. Um, All right, so here we go. (laughs) This is the Mad Lib that was right before those two. That was already filled out. I bought this used from Amazon. So uh, this is uh, by unknown participants, but I'm going to go ahead and read it to you right now. This is Mad Lib's pool rules. All right. Attention all swimmers. If you want to swim in this cat or soak in our fluffy spa, you must follow these stinky rules. One, (laughs) no nude farting allowed. That's pretty good. Uh, Men must wear uh, men men must I'm sorry men must wear silly shorts and women must must wear one piece bathing toilets or stupid bikinis. That's, that's pretty good. Stupid bikinis. Uh, two, no sticks under the age of one million are allowed in the caterpillars <laughs> unless accompanied by a puppy. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um, three. Ending in the pool is only permitted in the perfect end and only when life people is on duty. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's should be, Life people. Should, yeah, I, it should be life person because people is a plural now. But uh, people with soft hair must wear bathing pigs. And uh, <laughs> there you go. 
Lastly, there's a warning. Warning, if you have to, uh, if you plan to sunbathe, stupidly cover your arms, legs, and finger with a pink lotion. You don't want to get what? a lollipop burn. Have a silly day. <laughs> that one sucked compared to ours. By the way, whoever whoever filled that out, you guys suck. There was only one good part to that. And it was about the... It, it was this one. No sticks under the age of one million are allowed in the caterpillar unless they are accompanied by a puppy. That's funny. That's comedy gold there. So, all right. Those were our Mad Libs. Look at that. And again, I want to tell everybody, too. Whoever wrote... Uh, whoever's creating, I know uh, Tim Carmel already has, Miles and Michelle already have, and they're working on more, and Adam Hebert is working on some Mad Libs, too. Uh, I'm only going to do listener Mad Libs on Fridays uh, because I don't have a printer at home. Probably going to change that soon, but I I don't like... I, I like having it there in front of me and being able to write on it. I know it might be a waste of paper, but we're going to give these away uh, once... I have, We've already filled out two of the Mad Libs books, just so you guys know. Oh, wow. And we're going to have some kind of contest soon to give away uh, a couple of them that are filled up so they can go back and read them at their leisure or just recycle them. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but then the, the listener Mad Libs will be printed out and we'll all make a binder of those that we uh, share with everybody. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, again, I mean, this is a, a very new feature still. I guess we've been doing Mad Libs for what, about three months now, right? I think so. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. I think so. It's a pretty good feature. It's a pretty good feature. Oh. I like it. Oh. Sometime, Kenny, you have to ask Miles about his hamster jokes. Oh, God. You might enjoy <laughs> oh, those. <dear>. What? <laughs> uh, well? Wait, hamster jokes? Because I'm thinking of Roger... Or Mr. Gear. Mm, they're they're, they're the, the official word is hamster toilet humor. Um, yes, yeah. it, it, it's a long it's a long story. <laughs> well, hamsters aren't that long, so. Uh, but uh. <laughs> oh no! And Tim Carmel says it's probably too late for me to print it and mail it to you, Kenny. He <laughs> he. Well, no. It the, yeah. It, it Tim, don't <laughs> worry. Uh, yours will be featured on this Friday show. I just need to print it out at work when there's not a lot of people at work and they don't realize that I'm printing out Mad Libs. <laughs> so, that's yeah. I, mean, I, I can do it. I just need to I just need to pick the time, uh, you know, so I can like hit print, run out of my office, close the door, and go grab it. That's it. So I'll just stack it. I'll print some other stuff in front of it that's important. And then nobody will be any the wiser. So, uh, but yeah, it'll happen this Friday. It's gonna gonna happen. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And I know uh, I think Adam said he had one ready. But yeah, so we'll do no more than two listener Mad Libs uh, per Friday. But you know, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna do it. But anyway, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, sorry, Joe couldn't be here with us, but what a pleasure having uh, Michelle and Miles with us tonight. Um, uh, Miles, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll give you the first uh, parting shot tonight. Yes, well, uh, be sure to tune in on uh, Saturday and listen to more of me and Michelle, and or Michelle and I, and we'll be talking about the new Doctor Who in more detail and more politics, of course. So, yep, you're all, and, in, you're all welcome. Yeah, and uh, I'll be on uh, uh, Mike Check Radio uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern this Saturday. 
uh, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Not sure who exactly is running the show, but I might be, Miles might be, I mean, I might be running the board, but Miles might be hosting until Adam gets home because I think he's closing on Saturday again, right? Uh, yes, that is correct. Yeah, so one way or the other, the show will go off that hitch. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sort it out and uh, let you know on Facebook and all that jazz. So um, anything else, Miles? No, I think we're good. All right, Michelle, what do you have on oh, the way? And I also oh. like the moon. Oh, uh, yeah, it, because it's close to us, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, Michelle, what do you have on the way out of the program? Oh, you two can just bite me as far as I'm concerned. But no. We uh, all right, well, I'm sorry. What were you saying? A video started playing here, Michelle. I, I, I didn't have any control over that. <laughs> I'm done at this point. <laughs> we'll come back to you. We'll let Rain. We'll, we'll let we'll let Rain have have her parting shot, and I'll give you. A, <laughs> so, Rain, what do you got on the way out of the show? I, I um hmm. I really should have thought about this in advance. Uh, my parting shot is that Trump's meeting with Putin at the G20 was not brief and it was also not it wasn't reported it was secretive and Trump got caught in another secret meeting so we have the meeting last year with all the Russians which looks like it was a fucking rave yeah and now we have a meeting with Trump and Putin I'm just saying I think we're going to find out about a lot more meetings yeah. Many, many more meetings, my comrades. Yeah. With many, many more Russians. Glow sticks and ecstasy, too. Russian raves. Yes. So. so. It'll be very beautiful. It'll be Russian. It, it will with be. With the raves. And the glow sticks and the board. The glow sticks and don't even get me. I'm going to be talking next Tuesday because I will not be here on Friday. That's but right. Next Tuesday, next Tuesday, I think I will be doing entire show with Russian accent. Oh, okay, great. So, so yeah, Rain will be off this uh, Friday, and we'll we'll have a a, a rotator in for her this week. Uh, we'll we'll uh, yes, let you know. We'll let you know. We do not uh, know, but it will be good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Russian rotator. So <laughs> sorry, rotatorsky. Uh, so all right, uh, Michelle, do do you have anything uh, you'd like to add before we take off? What I would like to say is, um, I know our world appears to be, or at least the United States appears to be a little bit screwed at this point. But we have to remember, we have to remember, we are very strong people. We can voice our opinions. We are actually stronger than the corporations. But if unless we actually get mobilized, you know, we won't realize that. So um, remember. We are stronger as a people. We are less if we let that fall apart. Resist, so, you know, sister. Yeah, resist. resist. Yeah, be out there. Speak your mind. Let people know your vote counts no matter how much other people have to spend. We are here. Yes. We are not going away. We will never be silent. No. Thank you. Not at all. Very good. Very good. Uh, and, uh, all right. So, uh, last, uh, parting shot from me, 
Uh, check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. We'll be back with you on Friday. Um, of course, P.S. Mueller will be returning. Joe Santorso will be returning. Rain will be off. We'll announce who's going to fill in uh, for Rain uh, uh, a little later in the week. I could have my Russian friend call in. We you will could. I, I'm already looking at a couple uh, musicians to maybe fill in for you right now. We uh, I don't know. I think these guys are probably available. They haven't been booked in about 10 years. So, um, <laughs> if they have anything close to relating with hand puppets, shoot them now. I don't yeah. want anything to do what's, with them. <laughs> what's, this, what's this? I've got an iPhone. What's this? What's that? I've got an iPhone, it's got an app on it, makes me happy. Happy that I've got it, I like it even more than a unicorn. It can even play this lovely song. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that was another one from Rather Good. Everybody. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap things up. Thank you. Uh, what a magnificent chat room we had tonight. And uh, yes. Susan is, is trying to play my guitar behind me right now, scaring kitties. And um, she says, uh, "You go play. You play she, that guitar." She says, "I have a song for Michelle. Are you really gonna try and play a guitar, a song on guitar for Michelle right now?" We like Michelle. Oh. <laughs> she's not close enough to stop us. She, oh, she's not close enough to. She's not close enough to stop us. I love Damn. that. So. <laughs> Should have gotten the acoustic and guitar. And I love Suze. So. Oh, she loves you too, Suze. Uh, but should have gotten the acoustic guitar. It's right over there. Um, so, all right, all right, sweetie bear. Uh, <laughs> all right. And see, thank you. I thought I thought it was supposed to be like uh, uh, honor among women. So uh, now I'm screwed. Yeah, Michelle said that she thought there was supposed to be honor what? among women, and now she thinks she's screwed. <laughs> So, no, there is honor among women. Oh, it's all right. So uh, anyway, all right. Great show tonight, everybody. Again, Miles and Michelle, thank you very much. Rain, a pleasure to uh, speak with you. As always, enjoy your Friday off, and we'll see everybody uh, in the funny papers. Nighty night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Is it possible that there was a civilization on Mars thousands of years ago? How dare you, sir? You are gross.